0: You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy, with your hosts, Isaac, Eric, Steve, Sean, and Caleb. Listen in as I discuss the 2016 film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to uh, the Novice Leaders presents the Star Wars podcast with us, the Novice Leaders Council. And with us <laughs> returning oh. is, of course, myself, Caleb, Steve, Sean, and Eric. And today we'll be discussing the film Rogue One. So, gentlemen, how are you all doing at this moment?
0: Oh, I'm, I've got the, the tissue box next to me. I've been shedding some tears today watching this this film. <laughs> oh, I thought Star Wars was supposed to be fun, but. No, oh, here we go. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was not tearing up.
2: Have y'all seen this before? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, me and Isaac saw it together in the theater back in the day.
3: Oh, really? 2016, right?
0: Yep. And I think at the time I walked out saying uh, saying this was the best of the, the Disney-era stuff so far compared to Force Awakens and, of course, better in the prequels. So I was pretty high on this when we first watched it. But I'll, yeah, I'll save what I think now for my initial thoughts.
4: Interesting. Hmm. I just finished watching this for the first time 20 minutes ago. <laughs> started recording. I've never seen this before. And I. Good Lord in uh, heaven. I, cause, you know, I kind of swore off Star Wars. I'm like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm just Disney fucking shit, goddamn. You know, like, I just didn't want anything to do with it. Um.
1: <laughs> that's gotta be Steve. That's Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's in the bathroom right now, your microphone's on. Yeah. Who's got the bathroom <laughs> mic? <Mike>? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh,.
3: Well, no, you haven't seen it before, so I figure I better get drunk while I can.
1: Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've had it on Blu-ray like for a couple of years at least, and I've never even opened it. So I'm really pleased with it for the most part. Um no. I really enjoyed this movie. This has been this is the best Star Wars movie I have seen ever since The Force
1: Awakens. All right, all right, hold on, everybody, hold on for a second. Thank mm-hmm. you for saying that, Sean, initially. But um, let's start. Well, first off, um, before we get started here, uh, we're coming to this in a very unique scenario uh, where three out of the five of uh, the council here have seen the TV show Andor, I guess the sequel prequel series to this film. Uh, whereas only two out of five of them have not, so this is a this is a good. I, I like this. This is a good perspective on like you know. Uh, you, you can probably uh, uh, yeah. Me and Sean have not seen it, so we're not tainted by you know whatever stuff comes beforehand. So we have no idea what and uh, Cassian Andor's characterization is uh, for this film, and if it, if it works or not. Um, but for now, let's go round Robin as we usually do. Sean, you just gave us like your, your ba- well yeah your basic summary. Uh-huh. Um, what's your what is your best thing, sir, and your worst thing? The best thing I, I think is it probably the cast. I was really
4: like, it. What, what, and that's probably the cast. The worst thing, Peter Cushing, hmm. or whatever you call that thing that was speaking, yeah. um, which isn't even that bad. You know, there there were no annoying droids. Well, C three PO does make an entrance at one point. <laughs> um, like this was like mature. You know, I mean, I I. Really dug this. Um, this this is. It reminds me very much of like when I saw the Mandalorian. I could say more, but I'll let everybody else.
1: You know, it's the booze kicking in. Really, is what it is. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir. I will now direct my attention to Steve. Steve, what are what are your initial thoughts on uh, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story? I don't know if it has the title, uh, the subtitle now. Well, not the subtitle. But I don't know if it has that title afterwards. But...
3: I I really. Uh, the characters were interesting, but I, I remember when I initially saw the film back in 2016 that I just, I don't know, I couldn't get on board with any of the characters. Um, mm. So it was hard for me to kind of get invested in their deaths at the end. Which, everybody's going to die. I mean, spoiler. Um, but I, I will say I, I did like the, uh, who's the actor who played K2SO, or did the voicing? Uh, I know he's in Firefly.
1: Yeah, Alan Tudyk. Uh, that would be Sonny from iRobot.
2: Alan Tudyk, who's done voice acting in tons and tons of things besides live action acting as well. But he was, I
3: thought, for as a character, the, the sarcasm. You know, I mean, there was a lot of scenes where he's talking to Jen where he's saying things like uh, when she shoots one of the other. Whatever droids are called, um, <laughs> and he says you thought that was me or something to that effect. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth humor, and it just it made me chuckle, uh, even when rewatching it today. I thought it was pretty funny, so I really enjoyed that character. I thought that was pretty well done.
1: Uh, thank you, Steve, for your summary. I would like to ask you now: uh, what your best thing about this film is, and your worst thing about this film is. Um.
3: Well, I I, I think K-2SO is the best thing. The worst thing is just. The, I don't know is it called deep fake the technology they used for Tarkin and Princess Leia like did not age well I I, as a matter of fact I don't even think it looked good back then I I remember thinking when they had Princess Leia at the end like it looked pretty bad back then of course by today's standards it's even worse.
1: It wasn't quite deep fake yet. There was a guy on YouTube doing deep fakes, and then Disney bought him out and made him be an oh, animator God. for them. And that's why Luke Skywalker looks so good in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, but uh, anyway. uh, really? Bo- no, 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 in uh,
2: Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett.
1: Oh. Spoiler. All right, well, anyway. Uh, thank you, though, uh, Steve, for that. Eric, I uh, turn the mic over to you now. Uh, what is your brief, you know, what, what, how do you feel about Rogue One, a Star Wars story?
2: Well, I was happy at the time that it came out that the uh, the Disney Star Wars ball was still rolling and everything was great. It was it initially like surprising and fantastic because I went in with trepidation, but excitement because it was the first non, uh, you know, um, Skywalker saga movie. Um, and then, as far as best and worst, I guess. Best for me was, again, new direction, meaning not in the saga, like kind of going somewhere else in the Star Wars universe, along with the tone, the change in tone of Star Wars. um, I absolutely love that it had a more grounded uh, feel, gritty, as they say, Um, uh, caper-slash- wartime feel you know kind of like a, like a like a vietnam era or something overtone absolutely love that like that's my favorite thing about the movie overall least favorite i forgot about uh leia's effect that steve brought up and, and that definitely True. irked me initially um i mean it still bothers me but it's not my biggest gripe now uh my my biggest gripe is, there isn't more Star Wars films, either with this same tone or also veering off the the main path. Um, like th- this was like a great teaser and I love it,
1: but I want more of this on the big screen from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I am quite surprised and shocked that you weren't going to say the cameo ship from star wars rebels
2: as my best or worst that's the worst thing? As,
1: as your best oh
2: no I, that was really cool but no, no, it's
1: not, not my favorite thing <laughs> fair enough i still didn't even see it you have to point it out for when that scene comes on okay even though we're out of sync but anyway yeah out of sync <laughs> Oh, and, uh, yeah, sure, Caleb. Uh, what did you think? Uh, give me a brief summary of this pointless, stupid, useless waste of money and time film that uh,
0: that <laughs> oh, you wow. uh, would want to be here for. Go. Oh, wow. What do you think? You're no, doing? he he's doing this for me. Because <laughs> yeah, I'll admit. Um, when this when this film first came out, like I said, my initial reaction coming to theater was like, "Whoa, this blows Force Awakens out of the water," and of course prequels. But prior to seeing it, I was like, oh, come on, Star-, Star Wars is coming out every year. And even though they're putting one out every year, they're not going to give us anything original. It's still going to just be tied directly into the original trilogy. And so I was against the, the concept of this from the start. Um, and I, I liked it a lot in that first viewing. But after a few weeks, I started just a little bit sour on the movie. And I remember, Isaac, you bought the Blu-ray and you're like, oh, come over, let's watch this again. And let's, you know, kind of discuss it a little bit. And by the time of that second viewing I'd started to sour on it. And I'm sure we'll go through the details of as to why I, I soured on it as we as we go along. But yeah, on my fourth viewing today. Yeah, this one just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. I, for 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 the best thing, I'll say this movie looks incredible. I wish that all the Star Wars movies could capture just how great this looks. Uh, the worst thing for me is the characters. I feel like by the end, we get this big extended. Oh, look at all their deaths! Isn't this so tragic? And really, I just, I, I couldn't care less about almost any of them. And that's, that's, that's the biggest failing, I think, for a movie like this. I think it has to land that ending. And I'm just numb to it all by that that period of the movie.
3: Kind of like the Grinch, your heart shrunk two sizes smaller. <laughs> that day. <laughs>
0: We'll get through it. There is a lot that I do like about this. I I think for the first 40 or so minutes that it's the best of the modern era. Interesting. And then it just slowly goes down and down and down until it's yeah, it's it's still just it, yeah. Still among the better ones you know, this is obviously better than all the prequels for me and all the sequels, but Solo is the best of the modern era I think. But yeah, well I'm sure we'll get to all that stuff. But you, Isaac, turning the mic around on you, what is your initial thoughts for this one? And then if you remember your experience back in the 2016 days, and then plus today.
1: First off, uh, when you say modern era, we're gonna, like, I have to correct you on that in saying Disney era. Uh, it's, this is like straight, we're talking Disney here, not like modern is kind of pointless and, well, date yourself, because by the time somebody's listening to this 20 years from now, it'll be modern for them. Sure, that's fair. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I saw this with uh, Caleb and my buddy Rigel uh, in the theater. I was uh, elated when I first watched it. There was a lot of scenes where I was very animated, and I think that animated energy, like, you know, (laughs) leaded into Caleb's uh, watch of it. Although, (laughs) for my experience, yeah, for my first experience watching this film uh, in the theater, uh, I spent, like, the first 15 minutes trying to find my phone because I, like... Uh, dropped it and, you know, you can't, you can't find foam in the, in the theater there because it's all dark there. I think i like found a bunch uh, of i think i may have like found a dead rat behind the seat or maybe it was something else
0: yeah oh they still love that theater yeah. oh,
4: oh that is a horrible
1: story um
0: oh. <laughs> yeah they were everywhere in that theater yeah <laughs> no good thing we don't go oh, that one anymore isaac you're saying that
3: you're animated what do you mean like you were jumping up and down in your seat Elated, you know
1: like full <laughs> full of energy you know something like bouncy just like clapping, uh, whistling uh I oh yeah like, he's a cheer
0: yeah during the movies i didn't a i didn't a time, i didn't so. i didn't
1: cheer or clap as far as i'm aware but i know there was one scene, and it's actually not my favorite scene, but like, it's it's close to that. Like, my, the one scene when the Hammerhead Corvette shows up um... Our, my friend and I were just like hugging each other and like squealing gi- giddily, just like, oh, oh, I recall because he knew what it was because it's from the old Republic, and I was like get, screaming like a schoolgirl when like all the Tie Fighters started coming out, and it's like, look, it's like it's from uh, the the Clone Wars. Like, look at this, it's it's from like you know uh, uh, Tarkovsky's Clone Wars. I was like so like elated and happy. I was like, oh, this is so
0: good. Like, let's go. Yeah, and I was I was inching to another seat. Like, oh, no, no, I'm not with this group. It's like, yeah, I don't know who these two goons are.
1: They're, they just came out of the psych ward at the mental hospital. Like, yeah, oh, all no. the cops on these two, like, goofs. Um, so initially, uh, this was I, was, I was deceived. I was lied to. And that's not true. I wasn't lied to. Um, so I initially thought that this was, Rogue One was actually the story of how... Uh, they got the plans for the Death Star too. Oh, I didn't hmm. realize it was for the original like Death Star. So I was like, "Oh, we're yeah. doing that." Okay, well, I'd...
4: yeah, there are no Bothans in
1: this, and that's that's go. literally what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh, we're going to see the Bothans finally," and we did not <laughs> see that. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, and this I... is
4: interesting, Isaac, because I actually thought the same thing. There you go. And then I thought, "Wait, this takes place before Star Wars," so okay, that makes sense.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask, why did you think that? Was that because you didn't know what time frame the movie took place? Uh, well, Isaac.
1: It's only because, good question, uh, it's only because I assume when they said they're doing a heist movie getting the Death Star plans, I just assumed it was the one between five and six. Like, I literally assumed they were getting the Death Star plans of uh, Death, uh, Death Star 2. I never thought that they would have to tell a story about getting the original plans for the Death Star 1. So I was like, oh, well, they they're going like they're going to talk about you know what happened in between uh empire strikes back and return of the jedi right no it's before all that i'm like oh okay interesting
3: um isaac Isaac, i don't think you were the only one because i remember online there was a lot of people debating like well they said no both and spies are not both and
2: spies in this one
3: yeah and i so i think there was a lot of confusion at that time i see so you you're not the
0: only one okay
2: I did not know this was a conversation back then this is the first time I'm aware of this
0: yeah yeah I vaguely remember it and I remember the talk about it being a heist movie which we'll we'll get into but but go ahead yes
1: yeah. that I remember
0: yeah um,
1: uh, let's, let's, let's see so you know I watch it and uh, I was also kind of like happy to see that even though you know it's it's been deemed like a failure since this since this point uh, I was happy to see that the director uh, Gareth Edwards, gotta make that clear. Edwards, not mm-hmm. Evans. Uh, you know, off of the <laughs> success and then utter failure that was Godzilla 2014, uh, was Whoa. the director of this project. It's also funny that we're doing this one before 2014, but we won't do 2014 until 2044. Um, anyways, oh, hey, I don't know when Super X is gonna, you know, put that put up there. But anyway, uh, so it's kind of like you know, also happy to. Uh, so I was going into this like real, like you know, kind of enjoying myself, especially. Um, after, you know, seeing The Force Awakens uh, in 2015 there, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was uh, completely under Disney's cult and their, and their spell uh, of, of these movies. Um, and I, I'll admit, I, I, I definitely was kind of passionate about this, this thing. And I was like, oh, I wish I wish we had more of it. Caleb, do you have anything else to say?
0: Oh, yeah, this guy. I mean, one of the first things that we ever bonded for as friends was just talking about Star Wars working together and it would just come up and we both just had so much to say <laughs> it was prior to force awakens coming out so we both were so curious what was going to happen and yeah isaac was over the moon he was yeah the biggest star wars fan i knew at that time
1: like right now i have with me i don't have actually i could grab it as well but right now i have with me i don't only the blu-ray i have the steelbook uh of Rogue hmm. One*, which i don't know how much that goes on hmm. for ebay but it has it consists of the uh death troopers in the front And uh, the stormtroopers in the back. I wish it was the beach troopers, and then the on Scarif, and then the Death Star in the background. And then the inside—it's just all like six of the main cast.
2: By the way, question for clarification. Did you, did you say this movie's a failure now, or considered a failure now?
1: Uh, Well, it's useless in uh, terms of Caleb's eyes. I know that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to all that. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know that
2: was the metric. Commercially,
1: it did there do well, go. though. I believe it passed a billion dollars, if I'm correct.
2: Yeah, because yeah, outside of Caleb, um, no, yeah, this movie is, is well regarded and did, did well. So that's why I was confused.
0: For some reason.
2: I think it's the most popular
0: of the Disney,
3: Star Wars.
2: Um, it seems so amongst... The more hardcore fans, I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: I guess so.
0: Should be solo. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. Uh, I also bought with me the uh, physical media version and or the uh, physical CD of uh, this movie, which I was very happy oh, to Oh, this for Yeah. I didn't even throw it out, unlike when I threw out, well, I threw out, but donated uh, the episode seven soundtrack. There you go.
0: Oh, I remember. you Used to play that thing all the time in the car. Oh, wow. I was. Wow. Yeah, I loved uh, the episode seven uh, soundtrack. It's,
2: it's such a good sound. It's it's still great. I love that one.
1: Wow. Well, unfortunately, I divorced myself from it. Well, we'll get to all that. Yeah, I'll get to all that. But
0: what's your best thing? Worst thing?
1: Uh, so I've mentioned it to you before recently, Caleb. Actually, uh, when we did bending the elements, but uh, my best thing is the moment when they're leaving, um, Edu. Uh, and they get on the Rogue One for the first time, and the um, door closes on them, and it just fades to black. I don't know why. That's my favorite moment of the entire film. Like it's, <laughs> it feels like it's the series finale to you know a season long like <laughs> chase arc or something like that, or, or like heist arc. It's obviously doing it in, in a pseudo fashion, uh, but. No, that's, uh, that is my favorite moment of this film. And how about your worst thing? Um, my worst thing is that this is not a c- series finale. Uh, it, d- it does feel like a series finale uh, to a TV show we never got. And mm. uh, actually, in fact, it's like a season... It's, it's a whole series compact into one thing. This I, I wish, retroactively, this was a uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars series, where instead the movie was a pilot... And then uh, they would have; the, it would be their first streaming service. It would be their first, um, uh, yeah, series on their streaming service. But that obviously would not come out until 2020, so or 2019, yeah. excuse me. So obviously, I am uh, incorrect on in that. I think I also have another thing. That's the worst thing. Is my worst thing is that uh, the the effects of this movie are like, as as Caleb mentioned, so top notch and so well handled that it is a shame that. Disney has mandated for uh, to, to rush all these other like you know animators and, mm. and studios uh, to to you know meet a quota. Obviously, I get that, but again, Disney bought this for four point two billion dollars, so they demand their money back and to see profits, and they obviously didn't get profits off this film, even if it's a billion dollars. Wow. <laughs> uh, so you know the the, the, um, the animators suffer because of that for previous films afterwards. I, that obviously should not count. Um, Oh, and what was my last? I did actually have a third one. I, I can't remember what it was now. Three worst things, yes. my goodness! <laughs> Three worst things. Um, I yeah, I, I forgot what it was at this point. I'll probably it'll probably come back to me later. But um, so starting off with, um, let's start with Sean. In what direction do you want to start with, sir? Um, <laughs> I just want to say I was going to say this during Eric, but I didn't want
4: to interrupt him. The final shot of the movie is Princess Leia accepting the uh, plans that she will subsequently put into R2-D2. Yep. But when somebody asks her, um, what is it that they sent? And she says, hope. You know, roll credits. I swear to God, I thought she said Coke at first. (laughs)
0: She probably did. Oh, no. That's horrible. (laughs) Did they CGI in the Coke finger?
4: (laughs) Knowing If it was Carrie... Did she have a little
0: coke
4: meal in the oh, uh, no. CGI version? Of her? Yeah.
0: Man. Oh, did no. you have
2: Carrie Fisher on the brain or what? <laughs> if
0: it was Margot Kidder. <laughs> yeah, and just since you brought her up, I will say when I saw this the first time in the theater, my one complaint was the last like four minutes. I was like, I did not need to see Vader at the end kick an ass i did not need to see a cgi oh, carrie fisher this is a high those were the things that ruined the movie to some degree for me on my first
2: partially show. highly controversial uh statement um not the leia part but the vader part um because for myself in the theater and countless people that was that was like the high point or one of the high points of the movie and a lot of the quote unquote haters out there will say like they didn't care for much of the movie except for that scene.
0: Oh wow. Oh wow. Really? Yes, absolutely. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: And I seem to recall that when they were talking about the film when it was in production, that uh, the director Gareth, what was his last name? Um, Edwards. Edwards. I keep wanting to
0: say Roberts.
3: Uh, said something like, there's no lightsabers in this. this there's no Jedi, there's no Sith. I think there must have been some change
0: later. Oh, we can get into that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I, I seem to recall them saying there's there's no lightsabers. In I'm sure they, they
4: did. Do. Maybe, maybe that's why I like it so much. Sure, <laughs> but the Vader stuff <laughs>
3: does feel shoehorned in to
4: me. We do have that one character. Oh, he was pretty cool. I can't remember his name though. The blind guy. I just call him the monk. Like sure. Chir- 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 yeah. Chir-
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. hoping to go through the characters. But he wasn't really a Jedi. I'm so sorry. Yeah. In a little bit, I I just wanted to comment with with Steve. Yeah, I think it totally feels shoehorned in that little fight, and it also, if you watch this right before uh, uh, Star Wars seventy seven, I don't really think it fits. I mean, Star uh, Vader he just sends in the troops to do that stuff, and he marches in to, you know, kind of supervise. He's not the one out there no, this is tackling him like that. That just it seemed like fan service more than it was true to the the spirit of that original film.
2: Uh. It- I, i've watched them back to back countless times it fits for me
0: isaac have a, I remember me and you debated this many times at the time because you love this i remember you getting very very excited in the theater yeah it's as long with, along with everyone else there everyone was yeah you could hear it how much people were loving that moment and i felt like an alien <laughs> sitting there
1: so we will we will discuss this now caleb i'll give you my thoughts in, in, a, in briefly um we will discuss the, the biggest controversy of this entire film: mm. the reshoots, uh, alongside uh, David Ader's The Suicide. Sorry, not The Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad, which also had uh, reshoots. This was the year of reshoots, and people sure. like you know crying the end of Hollywood. Don't worry, it's coming soon. Uh, the end is not. Um, we have reshoots, and Gareth Edwards was was very you know distraught by this. He he felt you know betrayed. Uh, by Disney themselves for having to, I guess, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's uh, he's a, a puppet. He's not he, like they have their hand up his butt. But at the same time, they, there was like I remember there was news stories, news articles stating that Rogue One is going in for um, for reshoots, and he had no prior knowledge over this as far as he wasn't even available for this. So potentially speaking, all the fan servicey uh, stuff throughout this film, such as that tacked on ending is probably indeed reshoots, I I think.
0: Yeah, filmed and written by Tony Gilroy, the person who's responsible for Andor. Himself, eh? Interesting. Okay, then. Gareth Edwards, yeah, was not present for a lot of what the the climax turned into.
1: Interesting.
0: So, and yeah, by the way, for years, me and Isaac, because I was, I wouldn't say a fan, but a follower of Gareth Edwards' career ever since Monsters back in 2010. Mm. I was always interested in what he was doing, even if I didn't like a lot of it. But after this, he took a long break, and he's talked extensively about how he just felt like he lost his career working in these, these Hollywood pictures, this and Godzilla. And it isn't until this year that he's come back with a new movie, The Curator. The
1: Creator. Or is it The Creator? The Creator, uh, which hopefully you and I can see next month. I'm I'm interested, I'm interested in watching it, unless it's just Elysium 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, this, this movie soured his experience with Hollywood for many years afterwards, so...
2: Um, yeah, uh, as far as the reshoot, I mean, there's a lot to say about it really, but it, it wasn't just that last scene, uh, was Vader, which was in fact, cause I, I just checked it right now. That was mm-hmm. an addition in, in, in that, in that later process, but it wasn't just that though. It was, it was the, in- practically everything that happens on Scarif, um, yeah. was, was completely kind of redone and, and, and rearranged like completely changed like massive overhaul to um the happenings on Scarif to the point that many people noticed that that, that there are fully finished scenes or bits of scenes that we see in those tr- early trailers that yep. never made the film um and and as far as uh, earlier we were talking about like the transition of like why is Vader being super badass at the end of this movie and then you know kind of like Takes a back seat in a new hope i i never thought about it until now but i would say it's because uh in rogue one vader is in pursu- pursuit mode trying to get a hold of the plans that are right there whereas in a new hope they've already completely captured and engulfed the ship so there's no there's not the same kind of urgency
0: well i would say in the original trilogy we never see vader in the role of being the one in the front lines you know fighting the battles he, he... Is only really focused on what it attached to the dead eyes. So
2: completely true, completely true. Which is I, part of the reason why I think myself and many others love the scene.
0: Yeah, me, it felt out of place.
4: But. What about in the first the Star Wars seventy seven? He's out there fighting in his
1: little spaceship with everybody else. Yes,
0: true. Also true. That's true. But I think that's more to do with Luke. But, but we'll we'll get there. Maybe
1: that's <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. Sorry, we're going to put a pin that Sean. We'll uh, save that for next movie. Can we? Uh, okay. Take that.
0: His little spaceship. His tie advanced. <laughs> it is a tiny spaceship. It's a cool one, at least. He does look cramped in it, I always think. But but speaking of... Uh, yeah, I guess jumping over to the characters a little bit. Because uh, me saying that was my worst thing. Yeah, what do you guys think about these guys? Because I think that they do a really good job in the first half of the movie. Setting up, like, oh yeah, we got in some good performers to play all these roles. Yes. We got some decent concepts for characters. It's, it's so risky because you're, you're putting in a handful of
4: characters to be your protagonists. You're going to kill them all off by the end of the movie. So as a filmmaker, it's really difficult. It's not like you're killing off Han Solo. It's like, we've only known these people for two hours. You're going to kill them and you, 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 I'm, I'm going to have to feel something about it. Otherwise, I'm going to feel cheated. Now, caveat, I did know that they were all going to die in the end because that's like a joke. Um, I don't want to say a joke, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, she's, he's, she's really a guy, you know, it's, 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 you know, everybody knows this by now. (laughs) Um, They did a great job of making every single one of those characters likable and empathetic. And they didn't put in a, well, they kind of did there at the very end, but a ridiculous love story. So glad that they didn't do that.
0: That's nice. Yeah,
4: I agree. And, I did a lot of um, uh, shout-out, of course, to Rez Ahmed. Yay, Rez oh. Ahmed of Dead Set fame. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: That's <laughs> yeah,
4: right. He's been in a million other <laughs> things, but I always think of Dead Set.
0: Yeah, he was really good in that. And he's got a, by yeah. the way, for anyone who doesn't know, he's put out two uh, rap albums, and both of them are really interesting. I think he's actually... Yeah, a really talented rapper. So I hope he keeps working in that regard. But
4: yeah, and he's also an Academy Award winner, in the same way that Peter Capaldi is. He won an Academy Award for Best Short
0: Film. Oh, yeah. And that's that's part of my disappointment. I Gareth Edwin Gareth Edwards. I always want to call him Evans because of another director, the same similar name. But Gareth Edwards, he does this trick a lot, in his uh, this end Godzilla twenty fourteen where he kind of brings in actors to fill out roles that really don't have much to them. He's like, okay, I'll bring in some names, some people who have some gravitas, and that'll just elevate these fairly flat characters. And I, I feel like I feel like it's almost a trick. I mean, yeah, Bodhi, the uh, Riz Ahmed character, is it much of a character? Is there anything there, really? Is there much of an arc? Is I mean, even at the end, I mean, all the characters, they, they play a role in the climax, but it's more like just puzzle pieces yeah rather than real characters like oh the pilot he's the one who's got to connect a cord that's it <laughs> it's kind of like oh
3: well i, I kind of feel like Bodie and Bay's um kind of the machine gun toting guy uh or the weakest of all the characters like i really didn't care about them
2: i'm completely against this um <laughs> i <laughs> i i think they're all fantastic as characters, as the way they were designed. Um, I think they all have arcs. Some are bigger, some are smaller, probably like per mm-hmm. character.
0: They all have arcs.
2: But mm. I think they are all fully formed considering the runtime. Uh, there's not a single one I really dislike. I, I think Bodhi, for instance, does have a very strong arc. I would never refer to him oh as just goodness. the connect, the chord guy this is not what defines this character. You have to explain
0: this. You have to explain this.
2: Um, because he is, he is a better um, version of a uh, Finn.
0: Um, no, no, no. Give me, give me what this character's got. Don't compare him to someone else. No, 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 no.
2: I, I'm going to no, no. I'm going to say because I say Finn because even though we haven't watched that movie yet, people are familiar with that character and, and like what it, what his initial purpose was. Um, because this guy is a defector. Um, you know, everyone has their place because, because obviously, Rogue One focuses on these people who made it possible to destroy the Death Star. But Bodhi is just as essential, or more, even more essential than than others in this film because he was the guy who got Urso's uh, message out. You know, he was a defector. He was the guy on the inside who who led to the rebellion. He came out and got his brain. Fried um, by Bork Gullet, one of the funniest <laughs> quotes in, in the oh, movie. Yeah, um, and then and then you and then you see him like redeem himself, and you see he's not one of the central characters. Obviously, oh. he, he's a minor character, and for a minor character to be responsible for so much, and to see his change over the course of the film, and think who he was and who he turned out to be, and then self sacrifice. I know they all self sacrifice, but that not that shouldn't take away from an individual self sacrifice. It's massive. It's huge. Like uh, he's he's a he's, a, he's, a, he's a he's probably one of the more significant side characters in all Star Wars. But they could have done more like, side or small character minor characters,
0: I should say. No, 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 yeah. But you're talking about the character utility. Well, what's the character arc? What's the character story? I said like <laughs> he was he was part. No, he, no, no. They they give bullet points, but they're, wait, they're how like, how
2: you could do that for any character, and I could just call them bullet points if you go through their arcs. No, 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 no. Well, why did he defect? He, def- I, I, I—that I could not tell you. I mean, I, you know, I'd have to like go back if you want like specific uh, stuff. But
0: what was his character arc? His character arc
2: was—he defected because he had a change of heart about the empire.
0: No, no, that happened before the movie started. What was his character arc in this movie? Oh dear. No,
2: but the arc, it, the change happens in the movie. Yeah, that's who he was beforehand. I, they didn't have to show his childhood or like his early days to to make that part of his
0: arc. I just mean an arc, an arc from start to finish. Does he change? Does he grow in a new way? Yes, because he because he goes from being like a skulker
2: to from a coward to being a hero. If that isn't an arc, I don't know what an arc is. Don't tell
0: me he's a hero at the beginning of the movie. Well, I don't. I don't think I saw the, the the cowardice. I mean he was putting his life in the line going into this kind of terrorist cell that was against the government that he represented. I mean that's pretty brave right from the start.
2: I agree it is, but, but and he was
0: putting his life in the line right from the start and
2: He is, but he but he but he takes it to a more much more significant level. I don't see it. <laughs> I okay, you, you would never make a movie about a character who simply defected, but you would make a movie about a character who was like pivotal to like the entire
0: like turn of the war, yeah, but that's why I say utility. Because yeah, in terms of his purpose, I know
2: what you mean by utility, but I, I there, it's it's not just utility. He's not. I don't see him as just a switch that you flip to make a thing happen. I completely wholeheartedly disagree with that.
0: No, I I think I don't think he has much of a character arc. I think his character has an okay backstory to, to start off, but as we go along, like most of these characters, he just. The kind of character element just falls aside, and it's just color for the the puzzle piece that is the character.
2: The Bodhi character isn't who he is until like late in the movie, like who he ultimately becomes. That is not at all who he is for the first half of the movie. He's a completely different person slash character in the last third of the movie versus the first half. It's entirely different.
0: You can't tell me he's the same. I I don't see I don't see much difference.
2: Uh, I.
4: I actually, agree. I agree with Eric on this. I, I, um, I you're right, Caleb. He doesn't really have a backstory. We're not shown that, but it's through some subtle script working and the performance that we kind of learn who this is. I got that especially with the monk and the bodyguard. Bays. Uh, I don't know what to call that big guy. He's not the same one from Walking Dead. No, I kept thinking no, that, but no.
0: Baze. But I think they're very similar. I think they also have. A good concept for a character but there's no follow-through and by the end they also just feel like utility characters
4: but but the th- with those two guys you can tell that they have a history together and maybe yeah. i make it sound like they were dating or something but you know that the
0: internet thought and it were. comes
4: out you know here here and there yeah Yeah, um, I, was gonna, I, was gonna ask I was gonna bring you, that do up do you
0: think they're gay coded uh i you know
4: this is like an eric question because eric thinks everything's gay in movies that is not <laughs> true
2: it is an eric question but i don't uh, think everything hello. is gay in movies
4: mr uh, mr roberts or no mr chips that's right yes it was goodbye, i don't mr. think everything Chip. is
2: gay in movies but <laughs> coding i i certainly recognize okay yeah
1: like you could watch rope and totally tell those guys are gay <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, that's per yeah, that's definitely behind the scenes there, <laughs>
1: um, Steve. I'd like to ask you what's what are your thoughts on on these these characters as utilitarian uh, figures? What, what, what is your thoughts? I
3: mean, to a certain degree, some get more attention than others, but I wanted to talk about uh, Bodhi real quick in regards. I I don't remember if it was specifically said or not, but he had a relationship with Galen UrsO, and, Erso, um, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like. He looked up to to galen as a father figure
4: mm-hmm. and he you know oh, and i
3: think that was one of the reasons why he defected uh, I was because what galen told him or talked to me about
4: i think that's an excellent point. i do too. They never explain that but they never explain that to us in black and white but it's all there it's subtle
0: yeah right before he dies he's like for galen Right, and I was like, oh, "Okay, like, what is your relationship with Galen? What, what does all this mean? Right. I guess you appreciate his sacrifice." I, I but... just
3: think Galen adopted him as as. I, I think Steve is so right. Well, and what, and I think kind of a, a missed opportunity. What I wanted to see was I wanted to see because Jen also, I mean, loves her father very much, and she didn't grow up with her father. She, you know, she, it was he hmm. was working for the Empire where. Bodhi would have been with Galen during those those years. So I wish there would have been some kind of friction between Jin and and Bodhi. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like saying I I know what he would say. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do this. I know him better than you. Like I wish there would have been some kind of dynamic between the two, maybe where they resolve their their little feud of who, you know, who knows Galen better because they both see him as a father or think of him as a father. So I kind of wish that they could have introduced
2: that they never really went went that direction.
0: Yeah, they almost have no real connection at all as characters. I thought that was a really waste opportunity.
2: I million percent agree with like everything Steve just said, and and I you know that's the way I generally prefer my movies or stories, where it doesn't have to be said straight out loud, where you can kind of infer uh, what makes logical sense. Like, and I think that's what Steve just did, and even before Steve um, added those bits to it, even but prior to that, I, I would. I would argue that um, someone like the Bodhi character, in just in this film alone, probably has more arc than uh, Cassian Andor in this particular movie.
0: I agree, which is a problem, because <laughs> he's the second lead, and there's really nothing there. Ooh. But I'll get to him. I wanted to talk about uh, Chirrut and Baze, because we, we get a little bit of a, what I would call almost a fake arc with Baze and him. After Tririd dies, he starts repeating his mantra of "Oh, I am the Force. The Force with me."
3: I'm one with the Force. And yeah. I think
0: that was supposed to play as a emotional moment, but I was like, "What? Is, this has no. It, it means nothing." And I was curious if you guys had a an argument against that. I,
2: why? Did, why does it mean nothing?
0: Well, what's what's the arc there? Why is he sudden? Is it just because he wants to remember his friend, or has he now been restored back to his previous belief? For what purpose? Why would he be restored back?
4: Well, okay, this is why. You ever see the movie It? Yep, which one? I have not. Okay. Or the, 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 not the original, but the. Remember the one kid he figured out that in order to beat it, all he had to do is keep repeating his Boy Scout mantra? <laughs> well, that was the Boy Scout mantra. I'm not saying the guy, like, just didn't believe in the Force but he was he knew he was going to die he knew he was going to go out with style so we did it by also remembering his friend by repeating his mantra over and over again and i thought it was sweet and you know what i hate when shit like this gets tries to get emotional they do it with doctor who all the time and they fail miserably oh, yes but <laughs> but it kind of worked for me and i admit mm. that i think when they had that deep impact moment you know uh right right when the we see um our two leads on the beach when the mushroom cloud is going up and they're gonna be gone any hmm. second Got a little i think that was a little dusty oh really um oh. i mean it
0: wasn't weeping like i you know <laughs> yeah no that's something that's that's some emotion yeah yeah that, that's positive
4: wasn't there
3: a kind of a i don't know if it was. Like fan related or if it was something more official, but wasn't there some kind of backstory that Baze and Charut were were lovers or something like that? Does anybody remember <laughs> Here that? we go
4: again.
0: <laughs> I remember it was all over online. A lot of people reading into it.
3: I didn't want you to blame Eric for bringing that
0: up. Yeah, I only know the inference. I don't I don't know of any
2: concrete thing that exists anywhere. But
3: no, I thought there was something like there was a relationship like a little more intense than
0: yeah, maybe this was the start of Disney, like fake putting that in there, like, oh, maybe there's something, but you know, our kind of code of uh, morality wouldn't let us actually do it, so it's it maybe infer.
2: Yeah, fa- fandom is very much in favor of that theory. Um, that that seems to be like fairly unanimous. Um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely after the fact, I believe.
3: I mean, they definitely, I think, as friends, loved each other for sure. Oh, that that's um, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, that's there. But that's another group where i feel like they set up from the start some interesting characters where we could explore and get something you know something impactful with their deaths but i feel like it was just yeah they really didn't develop them much at all there was no arcs for either of them i don't think there's kind of a fake arc with bays but it doesn't feel genuine it doesn't feel like he really was brought back to his old beliefs it's just something to hopefully make the audience feel emotional at his death I was kind of like, oh, this is another waste opportunity. They they really could have done something here.
2: I only can see that they could have done more, but you know, all, considering how many characters and and how long the runtime is for for one movie, um, and obviously they only exist in, in this one movie, I'll, I'll give them a pass. But um, <sighs> back to uh, Baze's arc, um, I, you know, I think it's similar to uh, the type of trope. Where someone is talking to someone on their deathbed especially if it's like their parent or their father and, and you know they, they finally say the things that they should have said a long time ago uh, but then do com- compelled by the death and and I think it's it's Bayes like you know like revealing himself honestly and, and truly I mean Cherit probably already knew it deep inside before it was ever said like those things um, and and these were probably like due to that scene we can infer that that this was probably kind of always base's beliefs he always just had had his like outer exterior and, and then he was just making himself vulnerable like in in the in the moment that it mattered most
3: see i i felt like they were both at some point responsible for whatever jedi monastery or something um Yeah, and
0: I felt like that's part of their backstory.
3: Maybe because of you know Order sixty six or whatever happened, Bayes lost his his faith, and Chirrut was the one who kept his faith. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of my feeling that he.
5: Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why I say I feel like they had a good premise for these characters to give us something to build towards. They could have given us a good arc with Bayes, kind of rediscovering his faith instead they just kind of just throw it in there as something to do rather than as a real arc to develop i i'll bet you these are things that are fleshed out in the books probably probably yeah yeah i'm just i'm just curious just to throw this out there because eric keeps mentioning oh you know it's it's such a short runtime for all these characters i mean have you watched the magnificent seven or something like young guns these movies where it ends with a big emotional thing where a lot of the characters end up dying and by the end of those movies, they've done enough to develop all the six or seven characters to the point that you care when you're watching them all die. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking about, something like this.
2: That's true, but Magnificent Seven... Oh, actually, I haven't seen... Sorry, I haven't seen Magnificent 7 Sam... I'm, I'm thinking Seven Samurai in my head. I was about to say the runtime is so long, but I'm speaking of uh, Seven Samurai. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, both movies I mentioned, I looked them up, were both shorter than this.
2: Yeah, Young Guns. I haven't seen in a long time... Um... But I think the difference, though, with this movie is, compared to those two, is that those two are so much more about the ensemble characters. This movie certainly has an ensemble, but there is very much other focus in other areas, and of course more focus on uh, Cassian and and Jin, in particular on the good guy side, but but there's a lot more focus with other things going on, so this is not exactly the same. Now... For your preference i mean they could have developed this movie differently and made it more like those movies um but it yeah that's it's it's just a difference in focus and and because of that like in in on on my side of things that's why i look at them as like minor characters who are extremely fleshed out where you're looking at them as like they could have been more than minor characters um um, but see i just like i just don't see it like I don't see that necessary.
0: I think in terms of screen time, I think that they're elevated above just minor characters. I mean, they're in a, a fuck ton of this movie and they get a lot of dialogue. It just is, a lot of it's just functional. Um, but since you, since we've, you, I guess you're saying that Jin and, uh, and Andor, the, uh, or Cassian, I should say, are the, the two leads here. And I guess uh, the, the villain as well, Krennic, is probably the third lead.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. How do we feel like they've, been fleshed out. Maybe starting with uh, Cassian, whoever wants to pick that up. Maybe Isaac, we haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> uh, well, I guess to,
1: to my statement overall about these characters, the problem is is that this is a very story or plot-driven yes. uh, story. Uh, that's the thing. And so, you know, uh, Edwards is stuck. He's, it's a catch-22. It's a dilemma. Because, you know, the, the best stories, or at least the ones we all love, uh, actually, it's not even true, but ones that are very successful in Hollywood uh, are the ones that are about characters. Everybody loves to see their, their drama over the characters. And the problem is that this is a plot-driven film. So how much do you give to characters versus you know, them fulfilling a plot? Now, the plot is very simple. Um, a group of individuals, unlikely individuals, goes to steal uh, plans from the Death Star. Maybe a little bit too long mm-hmm. on that one but that's basically the base the basic premise um, <laughs> Ka- Cassian starts off as a cold, hard killer uh, he is or at least uh, he's, he's the gun that is the rebel alliance um, Disney was all, I, one of other thing I remember saying some of the articles uh, were very much trying to uh, put out that this is a very dark film like this is like the darkest yeah. you've ever seen Star Wars. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, I mean what what the what the what the Rebel Alliance kind of talks about sometimes, states and what casting is is just well those are the new characters but we see Mon Mothma we see uh, Bail Organa and like several other characters from like the previous films but then there's all these new characters we never saw beforehand maybe they were mentioned in books uh, previously or now they're retroactively inserted into this whole spiel but. Those are the, those are the gray areas that, like, but back in, you know, Star Wars in, in 77, there was none of this, like, gray stuff. So, I, I you know, I know they're, tr- like, they were trying to be edgy, but Disney, you weren't. <laughs> uh, George Lucas already has that edge with, you know, episode three uh, and maybe, you know, some of the other ones that he did himself like we all mentioned we all agreed that i mean i'll agree but we all mentioned that yeah star wars episode three is kind of mucked up like there's a there's a lot of like you know <laughs> you know with the kids and and you know other stuff that anakin does with everybody else when he's on the dark side like yeah they it can be a bit mucked up there so it's like uh this is like sure like we see like i said cassian kill that you know informant or whatever sympathizer like in cold blood in like the first you know, few minutes of the film and then after that I guess being around Jin and the rest of the people brings out his humanity, potentially?
2: Yes.
0: Caleb, do you have anything to rebuttal to that? Do you have to... Uh, what do we have to say to that? About Cassian? Um, I guess you could say that he found his humanity. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I, I more took it as he realized that, you know, sometimes following orders isn't all that rebelling's about. Sometimes it's about going with your... Uh, go with what you think is right, not just what they tell you is right. So I, I guess that that fits into the similar thing as him finding his humanity again. So just being kind of a drone for the rebellion.
1: I, I guess my other question is: do, Were you convinced? I guess any of you guys here were were any of you convinced when he decided not to take the shot on Galen Erso when he had him right in his crosshairs? Like, do do you think that there was enough convincing from Jin, or you know, his humanity was starting to take uh, center stage to prevent him from? shooting him in the face, because uh, looking at this, yeah, looking at it, this one, uh, this watch, I was like, I don't know if there's enough to, like,
0: prevent him from doing it, but like, I don't know if they've influenced him enough. Yeah, that was going to be a question I was going to present to the group, is what was his motivation there? What what what, was, what exactly made him hold uh, hold his trigger finger back?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was, th- I was wondering that, too. I, I think it was a combination of him being hold the message that that um, Jen had related to everyone combined with because I guess that wasn't enough on its own combined with him literally seeing what was transpiring in front of him when he, when he was when he was um, considering pulling the trigger and seeing like what was going on with the interaction with Mendelssohn and the scientists etc and, and I think that sparked the turn in, in Cassian's character
0: mm. Yeah, my only question is because he he made it clear like he's like you know this this is something above us all this is something that you know is gonna like it has huge implications and just knowing uh yeah you know, one krennic's there with maybe, maybe he doesn't know who krennic is actually at that point with Galen but knowing how important Galen is in this situation and seeing that someone from the Empire who seems higher up is there maybe it'd just be a good time to you know take him out and not take the risk it it didn't seem like whatever his previous interactions with uh, Jin were would make him take that kind of risk with something so important. But but I don't know. I, I kind of give that moment a pass just because I'm like, maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe if I watch it again, I would see something that that, that I've just not seen yet. But, but I don't know. <laughs> mm. Sean,
1: your thoughts over this matter? Um... Puh.
4: Uh, um, I'm just thinking like, okay, so let's say you're writing the story. What if he does shoot her da- dad uh, or dad dead? Um, we're gonna pass judgment on him his character. Um, I would have passed judgment on him at least if he did kill him. Um, but I, as I, one of you mentioned, I think that the humanity of these new people that he met uh, started to grow on him and he's like, I fucking can't do this. Uh, and as I think Eric said, that he was also caught up in the moment and watching what was going. on. I don't know.
2: I don't really have an answer there. But no, I I, I, li- I like that. I, I agree with that. And not just the part that agrees with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and then you can also I this is going to sound like a cop out, but I don't not necessarily. And, and whenever you have these moments of 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 you know where 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 you're trying to adjust something in star Wars and it's kind of like almost in the balance. Cause you could go either way. You can always go, you can always say, well, then there's the force and it's mysterious ways. But I don't just mean that as uh. a, I don't just mean that as a cop out because, you know, force, uh, out, outside of star Wars context, like, you know, I also see it besides being the mystical thing that it is in star Wars. I also see it as, as that thing that, that, like when anybody, when you, when you, when you're in the middle of a decision and you just happen to go one way or the other, and when you go the lean towards the positive, it's this unexplainable thing. Like you know, maybe it is your conscience clicking in, um, but it, it's 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 just that thing that you can't necessarily identify. I mean, even in real life, um, and and which which happens anytime, anyone in fiction or in reality starts making an internal change of any kind there's that moment there's that hesitation and then you act i mean accordingly whether you you go like you know the positive route or the negative route or however you want to frame it but going back to the original thing we started saying about about the triumvirate and especially cassian um yeah I, i will definitely agree he probably has one of the lesser arcs of a character In the sense that from the very beginning, he comes out of the the tin exactly like as he is. And he's almost entirely that same person uh, for most of the movie. Even though he does have this moment that we've just been speaking of. And of course, we know how he ultimately turns by the end. But even considering that, he he certainly has one of the weakest arcs, whether I like him as a character or not um and and that it just is what is and and i always felt that from the beginning but it it certainly doesn't take me out of the movie it's just comparing him to other characters in the film
0: yeah and i think the performance helps just carry i think diego luna definitely has something there it's just not fully uh fleshed out in this this particular film Andor does a lot better with him i think the series
2: (sighs) yeah i was i was afraid to talk about that i'm not gonna go into it too much because because I feel like Isaac will bear down on me.
0: Yeah. There's
1: there's an embargo I have on that. Even though I said that, you know, we have two out of the five yeah. of us here who don't, haven't seen that. That's intentional because, like, I, I kind of want to know, like, you know, if there's a big difference at all
0: because of that. Big difference. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> it's it changes the whole paradigm
1: completely. I figured.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to mention earlier when Isaac mentioned all that. To say, like, oh, you know, I wonder if this changes things or, you know, informs for you. I'm too much of a sequentialist. Really, watching this character, I don't see the character from that TV series at all. They feel quite distinctly different for me. No, not hugely different, but I I don't fill in the gaps that this movie has with that series. It's.
2: I mean, I kind of see what Caleb is saying, but of course there is a gap filler that none of us have seen yet, and so yeah, I'll reserve judgment for that as well.
0: But I'll say for, for uh, Cassian... Yeah, he's he's passable enough if the other characters around him felt more full. It, it's more the fact that I feel like Jin herself is also flat. She has much of a stronger, theoretically stronger arc, but for some reason, it just it. I can see the path that they're leading on with her, but it never really connects emotionally. It's just kind of like, okay, she's reached this point, she's reached this point, and now she's arrived to where she needs to be. It just kind of happens, and I, I'm just, I'm not really with her. I'm just kind of observing. Now, I was curious for you, Steve. How do you feel about this this lead for us here?
3: Yeah, well, I I agree with you, Caleb. I really didn't care very much for Jen. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like you're just watching. I was just passively watching her go through the motions. I, I, I didn't feel one way or the other for her. Um, I thought in a way she was kind of one of the weakest characters uh i i mean i yeah i see i see what you guys are saying of where you know you've only got about two hours to go into depth on each of these characters but there's not very much time to go in depth but with jen i just didn't really care um i think i I, i'm felicity jones is a great actress i i don't blame her i just the character just didn't do anything
0: for me yeah yeah, and by the way, just just for anyone else chimes in, I did want to point out my, my meme on the podcast. Phil Felicity Jones was in Doctor Who. She was in The Unicorn and the Wasp. And, uh, yeah, so always happy to see some Doctor Who alum popping up on the feed. So, there you go. I
3: did, yeah, I don't remember that, but, yeah. Interesting. That was a good episode. Uh, so, I guess, you know, when, when... When she dies at the end, I just... It's like, okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and even because I think one of the, I think one of the strongest or two of the strongest performers are Mad Mickelson, Mads Mickelson, and uh, whoever plays Krennic. I can't remember his name at the oh, moment. Oh, Ben Mendelssohn. Mendelsohn. Mendelssohn, yeah. Thank Mendelsohn? you. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think there was two pivotal moments with her, and both of them felt just like they just completely missed the mark. One, the scene one, she meets up with uh, Galen, and he's dying, and. You know they kind of have their moment, and you can feel Mads trying to really sell that scene. But for whatever reason, with her her character, it just does not connect. And then at the very end, when when uh, she transmits the plans, and Krennic comes up and he's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "You know who I am. I'm But and and She her tells daughter. him the
3: whole plan. You know, if there was any opportunity, he could have radioed <laughs> in to, I don't know, another external communication. Like she's got the the Death Star plans. You know, I don't know. But I, I, Caleb, what you're saying there just reminded me that I think I was expecting more of a confrontation between Jen and Rinik. Um, yeah, and it really was just, you know, Cassian shot him in the back, and he, that was it.
0: Yeah, and even, even after she tells him, "Oh, I'm Galen Erso's daughter," he just skips right past it and goes to, "Oh, your plan will never work." Like it, it's completely meaningless to him. At least the way they play it here. It's meaningless that the, that she has that connection. It's like, wow, you, you really could have done something there to develop... I mean, he's had such a connection to her throughout her life. And in that final moment, it's has no meaning. That's, that's a real fuck-up, I and think. I
3: suspect that ending was rewritten. Because,
0: Eric, you had mentioned something
3: yeah. earlier about the trailer. There were scenes that weren't in this one. And one of them was in the trailer she's on the tower getting ready to transmit and a TIE fighter is like covering in front of her, like, like a, like they're playing chicken or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that mm-hmm. was, yeah, that was completely removed. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there was some more dialogue that could have enhanced that scene, but it, yeah, it didn't work for me.
2: Well, while I totally don't disagree with you guys on that scene, mm-hmm. um, just taking it as it like the, there was other opportunities there but taking it as is I, I just i just feel it fits in with krennic's character but um Jin urso overall in this film so like the first thing caleb said about his reaction to her in this movie yeah that, that was largely my same reaction the first time i watched this movie um but i I've seen this movie so many more times uh, uh, since it came out. And I think I've seen it many more times than everyone else here in this discussion. Uh, And so that kind of puts me in a different place on this point and others we've already discussed that because my, my, my feelings overall about the characters, about the movie has, has definitely been on a path from, from where I started, where it came out to where I am now seeing it, well over 20 times i don't don't know how many times honestly because this is this is the star wars film i've rewatched the most um in the last three years probably and i watch them all quite a lot and oh wow yes yes i've watched them all at least 10 times just in this calendar year all the star wars movies
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, even Last Jedi. <laughs> oh no, no. How <laughs> about Rise of Skywalker? No, not
2: not that one. Not that one. Sorry, I forgot. And, and not Rise. Not that many times either. Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you. goodness. Thank goodness.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. You corrected it. Yeah. Um, and 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 I was thinking now during the conversation, that's definitely going to put me in a different place because, uh, like with all the nuances in the film, because like even if you take what's arguably the the best Star Wars movie, Empire, um. You can't tell me that the first time you watched it, even if you loved it the first time you watched it, you can't tell me it was the same after you saw it five times or ten times because of the different things you started just to pick out of the movie, whether they were intentional things placed in the movie or things that your brain just filled in um, because you're just so familiar with it. And so I have that kind of familiarity with this movie, which I don't think anybody else does. um, Because if you would have asked me, if we would have had this conversation... When I had only seen this movie, let's say four times, I would be much more in line with say Caleb. But I've just, I've just like, it, it just continues and continues to grow on me so much more. So.
0: Well, that's that's perfect then. Fill in the gap. Tell tell me why Jenner Orso is a good character.
2: Oh no, no. As I said, uh, <laughs> no, no. I know. I I do think she has a well done arc. But uh, upon first viewing, I was in the same place you were, Caleb. It's just I've watched it so much that she has so grown on me as an actress and as a character that she she went from your opinion, which was my opinion initially, to now I think she's up there in one of the, the stronger female char- Star Wars characters of the live action stuff. Um, and, and, and then to the point that Felicity Jones as an actress wasn't really on my radar until I started rewatching Rogue One so much more. And now I become so much more of a fan of her, just in general. That I started checking out her other works, and just it, it was all, um, what do you call it, um, symbiotic? Like, you know, I liked her more in Rogue One, which made me like her other work, which then turned out to make me like Rogue One more. It was like a feedback loop.
0: Well, well, help me fill in the gaps here. T- tell me what you like about this character. What's what's working for you? Is it just the performance, or is it all the writing? No, no, no.
2: You, you know, I think her arc is probably the easiest to suss out you know and you know i'm not going to have anything revelatory you guys haven't already seen i mean thought um, you know just someone who's a complete bystander in in in, in politics and what's going on in the universe and the world um, who you know has their calling it's it's pretty basic there's i can't dress up the pig too much it's more that i appreciate the pig now <laughs> No, I'm saying I, I can't I can't start adding things that aren't there. But what is there, I'm I'm fine well, with.
0: Okay. That's not quite what I was hoping for, but
2: <laughs> No, but again, upon rewatching rewatching, you just you feel like you it's just more familiarity. It's not Okay. You know, necessarily literally seeing something new in in the text. It's just that Oh yeah, I mean this is the way it sh- is. it is this is the way it's supposed to be, and and I, I don't like her now, I really do.
0: So just kind of the yeah you're not you're not you don't have maybe some some stuff that we're missing. It's just you've grown to like the character more, just with ex- experience with
2: her. Yeah, that that's probably the yeah the best way to say it.
4: Is it like you like the character or is it like Nurse Chapel like? Oh,
2: it's it's like, no. it's like the character. It's not Nurse Chapel.
0: Yeah, I think he's just saying that okay. he enjoys the movie overall. If it was
2: like Nurse Chapel, this would all have a different tone coming from me. It's, it's <laughs> not that. It's not the aesthetic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'll say, just in general, I would probably never be in the place that Eric's in because this movie, there's just a lot of things about it that would keep me away from coming back to revisit it. I'm not a huge fan of war movies in general. I tend to find a lot of them... To be very formulaic and re- repetitive, and I feel like a lot of them do have these kind of very stock characters. So, so, so that in that way, this movie is a little bit, you know, just not in my my wheelhouse. So maybe maybe that's why we we just see it a bit differently, Eric.
2: Well, that's definitely a bias, and it's not that I, I love um, war movies or this is like a war adjacent. If you put it, if you're putting into yeah, genres, and and that's not necessarily my favorite thing either. But when it works for me, it works for me. Um, Whether it is a contemporary war-adjacent film or Star Wars especially. Mm. Because it's different for Star Wars.
1: Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts on Jin Erso herself? Given that you just watched this film for the first time, I'm actually curious to hear what your your thoughts are on on her. You know what? Um, She was in this this movie, right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, she's... She is, uh, she's fine. But you know what? I think she was my least favorite out of that whole group of characters, um, and she was more in the plot too. What with you know her father yeah. and everything. Um, so I dare say, perhaps the character was mishandled. Um, felt sad when she died, though. But to me, it was. I was. Um, this is going to sound come out weird, but I was. You know. I was paying more attention to Cassian than I was to her. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like she was second banana to him when really it should have been the other way around.
0: Yeah, so I agree.
2: Yeah, that's what happened. A new thought I just had 15 seconds ago um, <laughs> was, like, if if Luke only existed or that all we knew of him was uh, was his first movie in New Hope, um, and I was just comparing Jyn Erso and luke and the new hope i i would take jen Erso as a, as a much oh, more wow. interesting fully formed character in this because i was thinking she is a little bit of a foil to luke in the sense i mean by design in the sense that if she is a female but but the biggest contrast besides their gender is that luke was all in from the very beginning like wanting to be in the action wanting to play a role Which is generally less interesting to me if I really think about it. It's exciting when I'm a kid and I want to go on an adventure. But as an adult, it's not that interesting. (laughs) This is much more interesting, seeing a character Uh, get involved in the fight via a turn.
0: Theoretically, I get what you're saying. But in terms of what we actually get, yeah, no, I... Maybe we should say this till next time, but yeah, I do not see no. So honestly, her as being as dynamic as Luke in the the first film that that seems.
2: Oh, I, I, I yeah, um, no, I, 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 don't even think it's close.
0: Oh my goodness, <laughs>
2: but- it's completely different if I start counting the other, you know, Luke movies, uh, especially the original trilogy. But if it's solely a New Hope, I think Jyn Erso's character is in- incredibly more interesting.
0: And anybody want to throw it? Anyone want to comment on that, or throw in your agreements? Or I don't. That's. I feel like that's a hot take.
2: But. It is hot. Yeah, I don't agree with that one. It, it doesn't feel hot to me. It's spicy.
0: <laughs>
2: Unless you, again, you're just into the let's go adventure, which I completely understand if, if that's your point of reference.
0: Yeah. Before we get to Krennic, who I think is potentially the most interesting and better-rounded character here i do just have to to call attention to my my least favorite character in the movie and someone who i've i've steadily become more and more uh frustrated with with the performances that he gives and that's forest Whitaker's Saul saw saw
5: hmm.
0: oh boy i like the concept of this character as well and i'm, I'm i think you guys said that or maybe maybe it was something else said that he was in the one of those animated series
2: multiple animated
0: series. but oh boy this guy feels like a live-action cartoon in this. He, he is so over the top. And his character turn, when he just decides randomly, like, okay, it's time for me to die now. I guess I've lived long enough. You guys go ahead without me. I just want to stand here and die. Oh, god, That felt so unmotivated. It was. I was laughing. <laughs>
1: He's ready to collect his paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Eric? Oh, no. Eric? <laughs> I give you permission oh. to... Oh. Yeah, no, you, you have my permission to gush... And to re- reference uh, CG Wars and Rebels, just just in terms of Sagraro. Well, I don't want to gush per se, but because he's the <laughs> best character ever.
2: No, <laughs> no, uh, no. But I do agree with Caleb um, that yeah, like in, in terms of plot happenings, that's one of the worst things, that, and and is one of the biggest cop outs in the movie. What Caleb just said, uh, how he ultimately. Just chooses to let himself go. Um, I see what they were going for, which was something like Obi Wan in The New Hope, and of course, like the mentor figure. You know, has to like self-sacrifice to propel. Um.
4: Or Laura Dern. Oh, oh, oh. God! I,
1: what? I What's he talking about? I don't know what that Admiral is. World
0: Hold Holdo. There you go. Never go. heard of it. No, no, no. Let's yeah, never let's heard of it. Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Okay. But, so I see what they're going for with Saga, but. It is terrible, and because of knowing the character in the animated series, not that I think he's the greatest thing in the animated stuff, but because he does have somewhat of a legacy, if you include that stuff, that makes it worse. That makes it way worse, Um, because if you had been following him for like 10 years or more of the character's existence,
0: for it to all go
2: down like that, oh god, that makes it hurt or just seem even more ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that aspect. I, I could definitely see that being worse. And was the character like like this in the show? Because I was like, this is one kooky performance. I don't know what the hell this is.
2: Oh, no. Okay, so briefly, he starts off as kind of like a Luke-ish character when he's that age, when he's like a teen, uh, you know, like Luke's age, uh, 19-ish. Right. There you go. Um. So he starts off as like, you know, like... Like, yeah, he's rebelling, you know, against uh, the Republic or whoever the heck uh, the bad guys are in the Clone Wars. Um, Or wait, uh, Separatists. Um, So he's like, you know, he's young and plucky, want to be part of the fight. And then then because a thing happens, kind of like something happens to Luke in A New Hope, you know, that's when he goes much harder and is much more devoted to the cause. And then he becomes like, yeah, a much more extremist type character, but he certainly has so much more vigor and like cunning and presence and yada, yada, yada. This is as, as they designed him in this movie is like the very broken down. He's been injured. He's, he's highly more cynical. Um, Yeah. So,
1: so preview for Luke in last Jedi. Got it.
2: Yeah, well, he's really he's like he's like the darker path that Luke could have taken, you know, without going full Sith, but you know, gray.
3: Someone referenced uh, Sagrera as the Darth Vader of the Rebels.
2: Kinda, kinda.
3: I mean, he's been Interesting. maimed. He has a has a breathing apparatus. It's just insane. He's,
2: you know, yeah, which is exactly what Luke could have been if he was like a more extremist good guy.
4: Yeah, that's interesting because when we are first introduced to him, or I'm sorry, when we're introduced to him in the future, and you 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 hear the gears moving and they show his feet, I thought that's exactly who it was, and I have to admit, I'm a little bit. No, he just had
0: really bad diabetes. That's all. I mean, oh, <laughs> dear. oh dear. Oh. Dear. In his breathing effect, it's 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 like almost the same. But who better to play a
3: crazy person than Forest Whitaker? I mean, that that was accidentally oh
0: no see that's that's where you lose i feel like forrest whitaker has been doing a lot of this like if anyone watched uh, black panther he played another character it's similar to this even though it wasn't similar it was supposed to be just like a regular guy but he played it this crazy and i was like whoa forrest what's going on buddy like is something going on in real life like this guy's getting <laughs> kooky as hell in his performances yeah but, yeah
2: yeah well and then even though I just said everything I said and why it's disappointing and why it hurts, yada, 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 but as Kayla pointed out, his over-the-topness, it unintentionally is very entertaining to me now, even though I'm upset about all Aww. that other stuff. Like, it's it's unintentionally hilarious. The boar gullet is it! so <laughs> funny now, retroactively. Uh, and and so now I embrace his over-the-topness. Like, I separate that from how the character's been destroyed. Um and it's just unintentional, yeah. ridiculous fun to me now.
3: Oh, I, I think it's no, I think it's a, I think his performance is awesome. I'm not trying to make fun or light of it. I think it's great. I wish there was more of it. to Be honest.
0: By the way, I started to wonder if he was having some sort of relations with that bore gullet because <laughs> he was talking about. He seemed very to know very intimately about how it makes you go crazy. <laughs> And the way he was watching the 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 thing happening there, I was like, "Oh boy. no!" I kind
2: <laughs> of agree with that, that. he's been he's been having some Borgullet time himself <laughs> in, his, in a little bit. No, I know. I honestly thought that uh, you know, all jokes aside. Wait, yeah. what? Borgullet.
1: The Imperial droid stand-in. Like the you remember the interrogation droid from A New Hope? Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> but, okay. So they use a like uh, another one of Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, like. Wet dreams or something like that designs over the what? Uh, <laughs> over the interrogation. Oh right, my what? goodness! What? Welcome.
3: <laughs> I, I want to hear more. Oh, wait, let him
4: talk. I want to hear more. <laughs> Go, on, please. Welcome to Kathleen Kennedy's
1: wet dreams. Caleb, come on. You, you, you Caleb. You told me this, right? It's the lead member guys. Remember in their commentary.
0: Oh, oh, with the tentacle. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that again.
1: <laughs> Her thing with tentacles. Tentacle porn. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, because they're saying, oh, yeah, she had a, a tentacle beast in The Force Awakens, and then we get a tentacle beast here. And... <laughs> I've never heard. Yeah, and they were like, maybe she was making them just so she can get the props to take home. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on between her and Frank Marshall is none of my business. Yeah.
5: Yeah,
0: I'm <laughs> going to abstain from this.
3: Uh... Frank is 80, 85 or something, you
0: know, so. <laughs> oh. he's a little,
2: little, little assist in bed.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> But how about Krennic? Yeah, hang on, hang on, Caleb. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly... <laughs> oh, there's
2: the creature in, in solo as well.
1: The moth. That was that. That was what like mm-hmm, cemented mm-hmm. their you know decision. Oh yeah. yes, that's right. So I'll, I'll just quickly give my thoughts on Jen. I forgot to. Like, qu- sorry about that, Caleb. Sure. Just quickly go on that, which kind of ties into it a bit. So um, she's, I I guess she's Ray two but without the force. So but like and everybody has like a similar complaint. But the opposite, I guess, in that she lacks character, just like Ray does in Force Awakens, and but but she's not like a Mary Sue, and she's not. Um, yeah, she's you know, I guess our she's our eyes. She's like the what is it, the Greek choir almost in, in this whole thing. But yeah, there's I, I, I can see what Eric's saying in that there's subtle ways of like you know, she starts off uh, wanting to run from the rebellion uh, because she's been betrayed, like. Her, her dad didn't betray her, but her dad got captured and then Saw yeah. was her caretaker for the entire time, and then he, you know, had to basically, like, you know, dump her, because uh, P- Imperials were getting wind of her potentially being, or maybe not the Imperials, but people were getting wind of her being the daughter of Jin Erso, somehow, or Galen Erso, excuse me, I don't know how, and here they were doing the bolt Borgolet, I have no idea, and <laughs> um... um so she's she's very distrustful of any sort of authority. She has that line of like, you know, why why don't you care or anything like that? It's like it's be, like, yeah with Saw, she she's like you know why why have you not fight for the cause? It's like it's easier if you don't look up. I'm like okay that's it's an interesting line yeah, solid line. Um, yeah. But but she's basically like world. She's kind of broken person. She's she's weary. She doesn't want to fight. She's not like Han Solo, she's not a smuggler, she's just a survivor basically, but she keeps ending up in like prison we first see that. Another thing that this film does, it breaks the rules, I think the first time in, in Star Wars history, unless I'm wrong in that. Actually, I guess uh, Force Awakens did that, but we actually start the film off with flashbacks. Remember, Lucas was very much like, this matters, but Lucas was very like, I don't ever want to like show flashbacks, obviously we had those premonitions in 3, that doesn't count, <laughs> uh, I guess, and... Uh, when we had the premonitions in 5, it was only like, you know, in yeah, Those are flash to, forwards. You know, flash forwards, thank you very much. Uh, so he's very much never into flashbacks, only, you know, through speech. You know, like you know, People would relay uh, past events through speech. And in this case, no, we actually, like, start... So I guess that really isn't a flashback, because it starts off there. Yeah, right? it isn't. It's just chronological. So yeah, there you go. Never mind.
0: Yeah, and I want to get to that, that section, too, eventually.
2: No, but I, I want to say that I agree with Isaac. And I was gonna go there first, but do the I thought it was part of the embargo, which is why I sw- I was gonna do Ray comparisons. That's why I switched to Luke, though, because uh, I because no, I, no, I, mean, I, I thought I couldn't get my permission. Well, no, you kind of <laughs> said it, but I, I was gonna compare them, and I was gonna make the argument that um, yeah, I, uh, on paper, I think Generoso is the better formed character to Ray. Um, I agree. But going to what Sean had suggested about Nurse Chapel, I have this aesthetic thing for Ray.
0: It, oh no. It
1: elevates that person beyond the character. I mean, I don't see why you don't have a thing for Jin, Kira from Solo, or, well, you yeah, have it for Ray because they're all white British women. Uh, British women. <laughs> hey, let's not get into Oh, the, is that, that my kink? doesn't
4: sound racist at all. Uh, is that my kink right now?
1: That does sound sexy to me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just not, working with what but, I'm given here. Uh, now, now, to tie in, actually, to Caleb's <laughs> next thing. Uh, there oh. was there was a group of people actually who and, and I, so' I'm, this is not my original like you know thoughts from 2016 or 2015 but uh, my uh, what some people were thinking was that through the trailers uh, ev- people were extrapolating su- and suggesting and um, speculating that Krenick was in fact Jin Orso's father and I was like, oh oh interesting that would be interesting so but that obviously wasn't the case so Caleb, uh, what'd you think of, I think
0: his name's Orso Krennic. Krennic. Orso Krennic? What? It's, you know, like... <laughs> oh, is that his, his first name? <laughs> yeah, Orso. Ors- really? It's his first name's Orso, and they have Jin Orso. I know. That would be really, if that's the case, that's really bizarre on the writer's well, part. Well, you don't
1: want to, you want to complain about how the no. fact that, this is not my, this is not my thought, but you're not going to complain about the fact that that one plan that we see briefly with the, um... Is that a clone trooper vehicle? No, not Uh, Well, Bonnie is just Obi-Wan, but like, you know,
0: spelled differently. I didn't even notice that, but... Uh, Yeah,
4: did you know when Galen Urso. Urso, if you take out the E and put it in S and rearrange the last name, is Galen Ross.
2: I I thought you were going to say Soros.
0: (laughs) Actress in Dawn of the Dead. Thank you very much. Oh, yes, and Creepshow. There you go, yeah. She was in Creepshow? Yeah, she's the one during the uh, the scene with... Uh, oh, what's his name from Airplane? The, uh, the guy with the white hair and who's always... In. Oh, uh, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie. Yeah, she's the one who's, like, drowning in, on his, his VHS. His wife!
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but, uh,
0: yeah, sorry. But for Krennic... I,
4: I don't know if Steve's still there, but he got me that on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, I I, I really enjoy seeing the side of the Empire that's all this kind of bureaucratic side and seeing these, these people trying to, you know, get the credit for their work and rise up in the ranks of this fascist regime. And they don't really go into it too much. You you get the sense that Krennic is more just a, like a someone who craves power. He doesn't actually care about the regime. He just wants to be yes. elevated in its position. I think all that stuff's quite interesting, and I like all of his little schemings and trying to go around the, his superior, uh, the CGI creation, the creature that is Tarkin. Uh, that that's the weakest side of his plot. I wish that they would just cast a human being in that role. But but everything with Krennic, I I, I quite like with this movie and, until the the last little bit there.
2: Well, I have a follow up to what Isaac just said about Krennic. Um, sure. So, you know, a lot of what he said was that this this theory about um, Krennic being the father of Urso I'd never heard that before. I never saw that anywhere. And I would I would have kind of just thought, whoa, what is that? when he just said it, Isaac. But when I was watching the movie today for this, because I've seen it, you know, a million times already, you know, I wasn't like fully staring at the movie the whole time. I was multitasking. But at one point I looked up and you you guys help me out. Cause I can't even think when this scene happens in the movie, but I looked up and there was a flashback scene brief. Yep. And it, and it showed, um, uh, I guess it was Urso's Jin's point of view. And she was seeing like Krennic interact with her parents back in the day. Yeah. And then there was this odd part of it when Krennic was like sitting next to her mother and they were kind of like, you know, smiling and like having a good old time. And so the thought like popped in my head for a second, (laughs) like, wait, not that he's her father, but does she have like some childhood memories that maybe, she felt that Krennic was getting in the way of the relationship of her parents.
0: And he was drinking too.
2: There is a flashback scene in
4: this. And I just remember, it's like, oh, it's Mads Michelson, yum. And I'm like, oh, there's that other guy. They, yes. they were friends. But I didn't notice him like smiling. I, I'd have to look at it, because it's so quick. I mean, it's like 20 seconds long.
2: Yeah, I can't even remember when it happens in the movie. But they're, I believe they're like yeah. sitting next to each other, and they're just like you know yucking yeah. it up. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. I don't remember this. We may, we may have to rewind and do a play-by-play <laughs> like we did with Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Caleb, you weren't there when we did oh, this on no. RPG. <laughs> it was highly contentious. You've never heard me and Carl yell at each other more.
0: Oh, really? I'm excited <laughs> to hear this. I can't wait to It's it it the most <laughs>
2: heated debate I think me and Carl have ever had on anything.
0: Oh, I wish I was there for that one. You'll hear it. But no, yeah, he's, he's boozing it up. He's yeah it's i i thought the wife looked more uncomfortable like why why is this fucker here but yeah, know that's that's interesting and i i i really do think that they could have done something more here that there was so much opportunity and they just i mean the stuff that we do get with him is, is still quite interesting but it feels so separate from the Jin plot that i'm like i'd almost rather just prefer a krennic movie i don't even care about these rebels he his plot seems much more interesting
2: I agree, but see, you know, you said it again, that, you know, there's so much opportunity, and I actually think, you're starting to convince me this is a plus about the movie in general, um, which sounds counterintuitive, because you want a movie to be, you know, fully formed at the time it rolls out, um, but for some reason, I like this, because I agree, there is, like, so much potential for opportunity,
5: mm-hmm.
2: which is kind of like what what the deal was when you had the original trilogy, and, and then and all the opportunity people saw to go different directions, whether it was novels or comics or just like um, um, fan fiction or whatever, because that's what Star Wars kind of like sets up. It, it's like this great sandbox. yeah. And and this movie in itself is a microcosm of that, even if it might be a detriment to the movie itself. But of course, that's what made it the perfect springboard, even though none of us thought well, most of us didn't think that at the time before they made the series um so so now i'm starting to think of it as more of a plot like the absence of what makes this movie good is a good thing overall in 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 the star wars fabric
0: unintentional um uh
2: um benefit
0: yeah and that's why when i i first watched this because i i didn't know that all the characters were going to die in the end i was did not see that coming hell
2: no i didn't see that coming
0: and i was i was like oh interesting they're like they're they're setting up so much here we could you know, get sequels and really expand all these elements out. And then when they all got cut short in the way that they do, that made it so much more like, oh, like, I, I didn't, it didn't quite click the first viewing how much they dropped the ball and so much of the, the quality stuff they were setting up until after, you know, a couple of days after seeing it, it was like, oh yeah, none of that really connected right. It all just was like, there was a lot of good stuff, but yeah, they just, they just underserved themselves. For, maybe, maybe it was just rushed because of course Disney, did have a strict timeline of when this movie had to come out? Oh, I'm sure that. Maybe they just didn't have the opportunity to, you know, really put the time in. But yeah, it, I I find it disappointing.
4: I, I have a question for y'all. Sure. Um, is this y- y'all know I don't I don't watch those uh, uh, what my mom would call comic book movies when really they're it's the Marvel franchise. I know you guys watch those movies, but. Is this better or because because I think they're both you know Disney products now, mm-hmm. um, but is this a better movie generally than Marvel movies? Because obviously my, they're overly saturated with Marvel movies now, uh, but not as many Star Wars movies. So I'm just trying to does this does this question make sense? Yes. yes, I got it.
0: Yeah, I I would say most of them feel better rounded than this. I, I think most Marvel movies have their issues. Okay, but. It, Character-wise, I feel like a lot of them are more fleshed out than this is.
2: Okay, interesting. I'm a little bit more leaning on the other side of the coin, uh, of course, than Caleb. uh, (laughs) Which is, I think it's generally better than the Marvel films, uh, for sure. But you could choose specific Marvel movies that are certainly better and or highly regarded more so.
1: Okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, actually, Steve, uh, I'd like to ask you: What is your uh, just brief, like, br- br- if you briefly have some uh, thoughts? What are your thoughts on Krennic? Uh, the character, I really liked him. I, I wish there had been a little bit more
3: uh, with with him as well. Uh, the actor, I th- I thought did a great great job. Um, I thought it was a really good scene, even though it's one of those shoehorn scenes where he visits Vader on Mustafar. And we get to kind of see that peak of, of Vader and that back to tank, uh, but the conversation they have, I've only seen this, only seen it twice, but I, I felt like there was a lot going on in that conversation that I did not mm-hmm. pick up on the first viewing. But the second viewing, like after he after Vader chokes Krennic, and he says, "Don't don't what you say? Don't don't choke on your aspirations or something like that."
4: Yeah, that was really creepy. But
3: but what I didn't notice. what when Krennic when he's like pulling on his collar and he's on the ground on all fours, and Vader's walking away, uh, he turns to Vader and he smiles. Because yes, basically, basically, yes that- yeah. I was like, either this guy's into S and M, or what. <laughs> but I, I really thought, wow, I, I didn't notice that. There you go. <laughs> um, on the initial viewing, but on the second time, like he he doesn't care what he has to do to get his way. He got Vader's approval
0: that he's in charge. It makes sense that he'd be a bottom. I can totally see it. Yeah,
4: he, he ran home and he crossed <laughs> get choked by the boss off of his bucket list. <laughs> it was Probably, if you survived getting choked by Vader, you had it made. Yeah. That was it.
0: And furious masturbation as well, I'm sure. I,
3: actually, I, now, now that I think about it, his character I, th- I find the most interesting out of the bunch.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Out of the three, per- perhaps. But, but I didn't think that until, again, multiple viewings. Uh, I didn't have that thought when I had only seen the movie a couple times.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's easily the most fleshed out. I think he's probably the best performer here. Him and Mads Mickelson are maybe tied, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... and yeah, I, I just feel like the, the... I wish that they had not made that CGI Tarkin, because I think that their dynamic is potentially the most interesting part of the movie. But I find that CGI thing so distracting every scene he's in it's just like oh
3: i didn't mind the tarkin stuff but they should have really limited it more like it only should have been been Mm than one scene
4: yeah i i agree after a while it it, i don't think it looks as bad as i know It's i said earlier it was my least favorite thing but i just couldn't think of anything else um but i i thought the animation was okay but it's it's kind of like watching a magic trick Three times in a row, you know, mm. if you're mm-hmm. observant enough, you're you're gonna know what the trick is. Well said. And after a while, I was it was starting to bug me.
0: Yeah, because that first time we see it, just in the reflection of the glass, I think that looks really good. That that is just enough to be like, oh wow, like they, yeah. they convinced me. Then he turns around and starts walking, and they should have left it like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, like just leave it. Like Tarkin it doesn't even want to, doesn't want to talk directly to uh because he's, he's below him so maybe he doesn't I even mean, give him the time of day he's only gonna talk to him with his back turned and then you just see the reflection yeah. that would have been perfect like just leave it like that you only see the reflection and you could have gotten away with that i think a lot better than what they did
2: yeah i feel like there's an agenda to make me the contrarian on this on this movie because <laughs> because i didn't sign up for this necessarily um <laughs> But uh, real quick about the smile, the Krennic smile, which I never really thought about until you guys brought it up. But mm. but after you guys brought it up, I, I see it more as, uh, oh, okay, so you're not with me. Oh, you're going to regret it. Uh, that's yeah. kind of what I think uh, is going through his mind. But with talking, while it's not perfect, obviously, I think it's pretty well done. And it, it was the best I had seen a not real human be portrayed Certainly, at the time the movie came out, it was probably the best that existed. Um, see another movie, you know, uh, I've probably seen a lot more than anybody else here is um, Tron Legacy because I love that movie. Um, but one of the worst things about well, <laughs> one of the worst things about that movie that I simply adore to the stars is you know they do. A, I, I could hear you doing J.S. hands when you that I simply <laughs> adore. How'd you know? But um. I but one of the one of the major blunders of that movie that I adore is um, they had the de-aged Jeff Bridges, and it is a oh. lot more wonky in 2012 or, or 2010. Whenever that movie came out, 2010, it, it's a lot more distracting. Um, the effect than of what they were trying to do, yeah. But this was a vast improvement over that. Well, no, no question
0: there. Okay, but.
4: okay. Let me let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> peter cushing in this tarkin Moff tarkin in this or um uh harrison ford at the beginning of the last indiana jones movie
2: no that's probably better yeah yeah and i think that's i think that's the first time yeah that they that they like they dethroned the, um the the talking as being the standard
0: yeah okay. but that is a little bit of this bad thing looks for in this bad thing i didn't think it looked good in any of the three that we've mentioned so far. So, and then what what was weird to me was that I thought
2: Tarkin was like eighty seven percent there, you know, like which to me is really good. Oh wow! As, as far as convincing me, which made it so much worse. How Leia appeared at the very very end, which is a much briefer scene. So I couldn't.
0: Oh my god! Wrap
2: my ra- mind around the two of them. Why I thought one looked incredibly better and one looked incredibly worse in the same movie. That really bothered me. But the other thing I love, since you guys know I watch reactions like crazy as well, and I think it's 100% every time I've seen a Gen Z or millennial first time react to this movie, they are never aware that talking is not real.
0: Oh my God. They no totally, way. Really? they
2: completely accept them as like a real person um, and they don't even question it. And it's not till later when people give them feedback.
0: They're watching it on their cell phones.
2: But they're like, well, they're completely convinced. that they, they don't even bat an eyelash
4: at him. If you don't hear, sometimes these things slip by people. Like if you don't know a certain actor. Yes, and they don't know that he's portraying this character in a movie. If it's done well, you'll never, it's cool. That you, you'll never know until later when your friends that you do a podcast with point it out to you. <laughs> You're like, wow, wow, wow. Whoever
3: the who did the voice for Tarkin, I didn't feel did oh. a very good job.
0: No. Now not.
3: there there are scenes when, like at the end, when Tarkin gives the command, you know, "Fire when ready," they pulled that from A New Hope, so that that fit perfectly. Um, but there's some other where it's original lines where it's like that doesn't sound like Peter Cushing at all. Like it, it yeah. Or Tarkin, it, it, I could mm. de- definitely say that it was it didn't fit almost like. Indiana Jones, uh, the last one, uh, where it went Indy. I told Sean this when we were discussing it, but that you saw a de-aged Indy running around, but they kept old Harrison voice on it. Yeah, So Harrison, oh Indy sounded like an old, gruff, old
2: man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: thought he'd been smoking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, he's having trouble breathing as he's... And
3: I, I often wonder, this kind of uh, side bunny trail here, I often wonder during the, the filming of that those scenes when they went to Harrison, like Harrison, you got a voice, a younger version of yourself. And knowing Harrison Ford from interviews, he probably didn't give a fuck. And he's like, I'm going to deliver yeah. it the way I want to do it. I know Indy. And they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> the director's like, Yes, sir. Yes. Whatever you want to do. That sounds great. Like no one wanted to like push back on Harrison Ford for doing a younger
2: version of his Yeah. I'm,
4: I'm not going to, yeah. I know what now. I'm doing.
2: <laughs> nice turn <friend> to Batman. <laughs> That's like Harrison Ford is Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's the action scene voice yeah oh, i'm batman <laughs> hey we'll save the harrison ford impressions for the next one no, but,
2: but also the talking is uh much proof improved from revenge of the sith um where, oh, where in revenge of the sith i have always thought that talking looked like odo from d space nine
4: i can see it <laughs> okay wait wait no wait i've got to ask you this <laughs> Um first of all the, the actor who plays Cassian, which I love that name Cassian. Cuz that's on his name. What is his name?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Cassian. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cassian Cassian.
0: Cassian's not bad. That,
2: that's that's what they call him in France. Cassian is his is his twin brother. But, uh...
0: <laughs> Castrate.
1: Cassian. Oh no. Yeah.
2: Cassian is the is a spokesperson for Grey Poupon.
1: Castigrator.
4: <laughs> anyway, do you know does anybody know the actor's name? Diego Luna.
0: Oh yeah. My favorite film of his was Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. That's why I knew him from before this.
2: Oh, I thought you were say hey, mamá también." Yeah, I. uh Oh, he was in it. He's in it. Are you
0: kidding me right oh. now?
2: I didn't know that.
0: Oh. that. Wow, that's what
2: made his career.
0: Not Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and I, I, I'm like, I fucking know what this guy looks like, and I kept thinking, like, the racist part of my brain was like, "That's Pedro Pascal." Oh, but no. It's not. get out of here. You're just thinking. And, you know, at first, you know, I thought, well, I think it's Pedro Pascal because he was the Mandalorian. And then I realized um, that he looks like the other reason I think I thought he was Pedro Pascal is because he looks like the girl from The Last of Us in his face.
0: Oh. oh.
4: The
2: lead in oh wait oh you said last i was i said i was thinking of a different movie the last of us the show with pedro pascal
4: i was
1: thinking it follows for some reason i don't see it i don't i don't see it sorry okay well just trust me on this
0: but just since we're mentioning pedro pascal were you guys thinking of the mandalorian at all when we saw that scene of Jin hiding in that little bunker in the beginning and seeing the feet coming towards her i was thinking a lot of the the kind of flashbacks in the mandalorian
2: i wasn't but obviously i see what you're talking about
0: no, no. Yeah, I thought there was some calling back there.
2: Wait, wait. Why a, a no, no, Steve? Because <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, just... I mean, it's like literally the same. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> In The Mandalorian, when he has the flashback, it's it's almost like exactly the same, like a carbon copy. Talking like, about Grogu. Are, oh no! You, oh, oh, you're talking about no, like, no, no, no young, no young, um, uh, Yeah. Djar- oh,
3: right, right. When when he gets rescued from yes. the droids, right? Yes. Yeah. Whatever uh, the,
0: what's the super battle droids? Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I thought you're talking about when Grogu was his flashback scenes. Okay. Grogu. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I can see that. Should
0: By
2: the way, be? I I just had a revelation on the, the naming of Diego. Oh wait. Oh wait. No, that's. Oh shit. I just confused myself because I was I was thinking I was just looking into ent- into the entomology of the character name but it's actually the actor's name I just did an entomology on Interesting. Okay, all right. So okay. most people know what Luna means like in English, moon. The Correct. moon. And I never knew what Diego meant and I just looked it up.
0: Dora's best friend.
1: Isn't it? That's his that's her cousin.
0: Cousin.
2: And Di- <laughs> Look, well, <laughs> save that for our Door the Explorer podcast.
1: Like, you know, all right, we
2: right. don't want to put it
1: all out there just yet. Uh, is it Dan? No, because Jose is John, I believe. No, no, it's not.
2: It's not that. No, I'm talking about the actual meaning of the name. The actual mean, not not the English equivalent. The oh, okay, meaning, sorry. the meaning of the name Diego is supplanter, moon supplanter. Oh. Or supplanter of the moon. <sighs> that is so
0: perfect, though. Oh, his parents knew that he'd be in this movie and they uh, yeah, they chose the names. Of the it's
4: trilogy. so perfect! That's No Moon! Wait, I, I don't... I'm way too oh. stoned
2: for this right now. Death Star Supplanter!
0: <laughs> That's No Moon. Okay. I think Eric's the stone one. He's he's going down the rabbit he hole. He who takes down the Death Star. He's going down the rabbit hole.
4: I don't know what he's talking about. Somebody press the re. Reset Have you button. seen a New Hope? We're, we're, we're gonna see <laughs> it
0: wait next, till next yeah, week. Next, well, not next week, but <laughs> not next week. Next, next week
4: and the week after the week after that. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: isn't Scarif a moon? oh no let's yeah let's uh okay i did want to oh. jump to uh whoa, whoa that's what's so controversial You're like yeah let's not uh let's not
1: uh, it's a rabbit hole he doesn't even want to go
0: down that trail yeah we're going down the rabbit holes yeah okay sorry i did want to comment um i think the beginning of this movie that whole opening with krennic coming down with the death troopers onto that cool looking planet iceland Then we get the uh the zoom in on the blue milk I think that whole opening really sets the uh, the scene well. Caleb, fan of Blue Milk. Huh. Well, I'm not a fan of Blue Milk, but I'm a fan of that whole sequence. Oh, okay. And I think that it, it almost has like a Western vibe.
4: It makes me want to go to Iceland. Uh, they've, they've done so uh, many. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. No, I, I can see that.
2: Yes. You are 100% correct, Caleb, in what you said about setting the mood and has that Western vibe. Like, um, like you know, the desolate you know out like like the searchers uh i know i'm not allowed to say that movie uh in, in modern times reference the movie the searchers because it's so controversial but um but it's like that yeah it's that little homestead in the middle of nowhere
0: yeah and i like that they they didn't have the opening uh scrawl in this movie as well i i just restarted it, that's why i'm mentioning all this stuff but
2: yeah
4: the, oh that's yeah that's a really good point um because i i i admit i was expecting it but on the other hand like hey this isn't part of the you know main story they don't get to play the star wars theme john williams can do something else for him
0: yeah oh and this wasn't john williams this was uh yeah. i know i know my favorite punching bag i believe who did this one again michael Giacchino. yeah there we go my punching bag yeah no occasionally this guy does great stuff
1: oh dear Oh, what dear. do you guys
0: think about this score? I think this is some.
2: Um... You don't want to hear from me. Fine, it's
1: great.
0: Uh... Steve, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think
2: it's fine. Un- I don't think it's excellent, but uninspired. I used to be a, such a massive Mike Giacchino fanboy until Hans Zimmer became more Hans Said Zimmer. Said no one and today, and, and uh, Ludwig Göransson came on the scene. But Mike, Mike Giacchino used to be my guy, and he has. So many scores I adore. This is not one of his best, but I think it's it's good enough.
0: Isaac uh, Giuchino, it turns out, is the guy in the bag at, at the end of Fast 9 who uh, is getting beat, <laughs> up, beat up by... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know you guys sick. probably don't get that. You guys watch Fast and Furious crap.
2: That's the one Fast I haven't seen, well, besides X, of course.
0: I only watched him because Isaac made me. But... <laughs> I, I hear Steve seen them all. Oh, really? Steve? There we go. I didn't know that. That's interesting.
3: Because that's an absolute fabrication. I
4: have seen the <laughs> oh. first one. No, I don't think he's seen a single one. I don't know why. No, I saw the oh, okay. first one. Oh, you did? Okay. So great,
1: I didn't see the other one. <laughs> There's like a whole nine of them. It's totally fine. See the first one, and that's it. Maybe the second one as well. Ten plus one. But I, mean, I saw I saw what was
3: originally called Speed Racer. But
2: like... Nice.
1: No, but, but
2: Caleb, another movie, thing, you, know, you brought up the, the opening, how it sets the scene. Another movie I thought of, um, besides like The Searchers, is like they could have done a whole thing where uh, krennic came looking for uh urso the father and then he he sits down uh with the mother and then they have some milk yep.
0: uh and then yep. i was thinking that too <laughs> he's like can i smoke <laughs> and he starts
2: talking about rats and then he's like well, let me speak a different language let me speak um uh huddies <laughs> and you know you just point and oh, tell me no. like where they're at, and then and then the Black Stormtroopers come in and shoot up the place, and then Jin runs away, and, and then it says, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino. And,
0: then, and you're like, yeah, you sit down with the mother and the milk. yeah, The blue milk, yeah, he's got the blue milk mustache. yeah, <laughs> like, Written
2: by who? <laughs> and Jin is just running, and it turns into like a spaghetti western. Quentin Tarantino.
0: Yeah, this is an Inglorious Bastard reference.
2: Or is it a shot of, like, Barefoot or something like that in this
0: that
3: didn't quite fit.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the bear. Did the uh, Mon Calamarians, do we see any their bare feet? There you go, out? yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, They're flippers. <laughs> the flippers. Flipper That's fetish. part of Catherine Kennedy's
2: yeah. other kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
4: So, so wait. Um, so, uh, what, what did you mention, Eric? You bastards. Anyway, I'm, I was going to say... Inglorious <laughs> bastards. Okay, no. Quentin Tarantino. You know how they say, like... Um, filmmakers just rip things yeah, off yeah. Uh, yeah. every now and then from old movies, foreign movies yeah. movies, movies that aren't that well including uh, Quentin Tarantino apparently in um, Pulp Fiction, the whole needle scene that was actually from another movie Yeah, it's from Star Wars A New Home And I had that <laughs> and this, I'm going use this as a segue I had this when I was watching um, this movie that we had for today, Rogue One colon a Star Wars study story,
0: <laughs> because Star Wars study. <laughs> That's, Star what That's what That's what we call series. Wait,
3: Caleb, you say you're saying Tarantino stole the Neil scene from A New Hope? I'm guessing where Princess. No, hope, no,
4: not A New Hope. When, when, no, when it was Lea from some old
3: because because Carrie Fisher did too much coke, sir.
0: There you go. Star. Oh no.
4: Oh no. <laughs> okay. You can go Google it. He stole that scene from some old French movie, oui, oui. and there's a scene in this movie that does the same thing. And does anybody has anybody here seen War of the Worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: which one? Yeah,
4: yeah. Is going to say which one? Not the Tom Cruise <laughs> The good one or the bad one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was just thinking the original. I didn't even think of the Tom Cruise one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the original
4: with uh, Rod Taylor, or whatever the hell. Then it isn't. Well, what's the name of the monk in this movie? I don't remember his name. Oh. Uh, in Inway. Okay. Well, when he dies, his scene, his that shot of him walking through uh, the battlefield is almost a direct copy of a shot from War of the Worlds. Um, the original Interesting. 1950s one. And that's when uh, the leading lady's father's a, a, a pastor and he just... Oh. Besides that he's going to go up in front of the aliens and say, the word of God, blah, 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 blah. And, of oh. course, they kick his ass. They kill him. That was a silly scene. Did he say, the, I am
3: one with the force, the force is with me?
4: Exactly. That no, movie that's movie? exactly. That's why I, I had flashbacks to this. I'm telling you, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes once in a while yeah. it does.
2: I, I was wondering why C-3PO was saying that when he crossed the hall on the on the blockade runner with oh, R2. Oh, yeah. He was like, <laughs> that's what oh, i was no. thinking the force is with me <laughs> <laughs> i am the force oh i too
0: <laughs> yeah and just since we're mentioning donnie yen i did want to mention it's kind of a funny tidbit with him because they brought him onto this movie play this this kind of blind swordsman type character and he said from the the outset that he was worried about taking this role he's like i feel like they're just trying to poach me because they know that star wars Hasn't done well in China, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is just oh, kind of yeah. a of business. Oh absolutely. Movie. Oh,
3: absolutely. I agree. That's why <laughs> Disney's always been trying to get to the Chinese uh,
2: box office. <laughs> so I, yeah, not just Disney, but yes.
0: Yeah, but they promised him that. Oh no, this is a real character. He's got a real story arc, and oh, don't worry, you can chore- you know, choreograph your own fight scenes. Which he only got one fight scene, by the way, that he choreographed. Huh? And I, I, I mean, he hasn't really said it, but I've gotten the sense from him that he was. Kind of like, mm, I feel like they kind of scam me with this movie.
3: Wow, I didn't know. He, he really doesn't
0: get much of a character arc, and yeah, it was only the one fight scene he got. And
3: well, like, the actor who played Finn, who played Finn, said the same thing. Um, yeah, Uh What's his first name? John Vega. I,
0: yeah. I'm. And by the way, for any fans of the John Wick series, he played a very similar role, another blind uh, kind of fighter in John Wick Chapter Four. In a much more interesting role. He's
1: not blind. They say he's blind, but he's he's not blind. In John Wick
0: Chapter Four, he's not blind. Well, no,
1: because that's not. Well, that's because it goes like full anime by that point. But it's like he's not. Like
0: that's not how he he's blind in it. He's blind in it. But he's it, not really, on. which is kind of like total water. He's got the force. He's got the force. Come on. And the force is with him. <laughs> exactly. That's the exact.
4: <laughs> yeah. Steve just said the exact same line they use in the. Well, he's blind. And Steve said, "Is he deaf?" Which <laughs> is a line from the Stormtroopers in the movie. Wasn't it? Please, yeah. somebody, yeah. somebody back me up on. Okay, good. I don't remember okay. that.
2: <laughs> I must be deaf because I didn't catch
0: that line. I didn't catch it either. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, well, actually, before we move on, I wanted just with Orson Corson uh, <laughs> uh, Krennic. Uh, anybody get kind of a... Orson
4: oh. Wells? No, ah, French. <laughs>
0: yeah, I forgot wine. his his name. Is, his name is Orson. That's yeah. right. It wasn't Orson, though. Right. Oh yeah. Thank you, Steve.
3: <laughs> right. Anybody get kind of? I know because it's. In, in the news in the box office today but get an Oppenheimer kind of vibe from him
0: yeah no I did I was actually thinking about that this time yeah except the more villainous type I didn't think about that
2: yes but of course I wouldn't have had that thought until I seen Oppenheimer I didn't know the Oppenheimer story prior to the movie well
4: I'm so sorry which one is Orson Krennic. he's
2: Krennic Ben Mendelssohn.
4: oh okay
0: yeah not Orso thankfully
4: because <laughs> because Oppenheimer had
3: t- like after they deton- I haven't seen the movie either just know from whatever what I've read in articles and stuff, uh, but he says something like, "You know, I'm, I'm, what did he say? Like, I am, I'm, I am God. I'm the deliver, deliverer of death. Once
1: the I am become death, destroyer of worlds.
3: Yeah, and, and there's a scene where uh, Krennic, when he sees when they test it on, oh, beautiful, uh, Jeddah. They they say he mm. says something like oh it's beautiful.' You know, like, no yeah. just he's more impressed with its destruction well, and capability. i
2: agree i agree he is like the more evil version of oppenheimer but like that quote that is famous i don't believe it's a real quote that the real oppenheimer really said um but besides that i, I see what you're saying he's definitely like a dark version of oppenheimer but the character who is perhaps more like oppenheimer in the movie is galen urso
5: hmm. mm-hmm.
2: yes absolutely i'm gonna
4: yeah I double thumbs up on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another character that I think is more interesting than our leads, and I wish that we could have. I mean, I, I understand why they wouldn't explore more of him in this movie. He's such a kind of a side piece. But I, I every time he's on screen, I feel like he's much more dynamic, and I wish that we would have gotten something more with him. But, but again, I understand why his character wouldn't have. Oh, that.
2: you mean Mendelssohn? I thought you were about to start speaking about another character.
0: No, no, Galen, Galen or so.
2: Oh, Galen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yes, I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I again I understand why they couldn't do more with him, but I think it's a shame.
2: I don't I don't I
4: I don't know what it is. I can't put it down on paper, but something about that man, mm, mm-hmm.
0: Oh god, yes. Even as a sheaf, I'm like, I don't mind that bleeding eye. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you will be good I have asthma
4: too. huh?
0: There you go. No,
4: here... Him- him in the beginning of the Indian, the new Indiana Jones movie. Mm, mm-hmm. And actually him in everything. And this is hideous, but him in every scene in Hannibal. Jesus Christ. Like, I remember Martha, Stewart's, Martha Stewart saying she date Hannibal Lecter, which she did. But I am so sorry I'm talking about Hannibal. No, your you, no, you're Wars.
2: fine. Because there's something about that region. I've been saying this on... On other podcasts, there's something about that region, Denmark and the the, the um, Scandinavian region, that I have the same feeling for so many female actresses from that. Like what Sean is saying, like there's there's something about their genetics that they just look good in general. Um, yeah, people from it, that part of the world,
0: I can't I can't disagree.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but um, oh, it, I was just gonna say, and of course, Matt um brother, real life brother, has been cast in a significant future role in Star Wars as well. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh. Sound good. Sound good. He, he he already his brother already voiced the character in animation, but he's going to be the um, live action. It's Thanos. Yeah, basically the Star Wars Thanos.
4: Huh.
0: Oh, I I okay, I see. Yeah, you know who it is. Um, but there was some notes I wanted to to get to. Um, yeah, for for some of the fan service stuff in this movie, what do we think about seeing those guys from the cantina and the original Star Wars and.
4: There, there is one that I totally that totally gave me a boner um and that is we only see them in one good movie uh, but now we see them again and that is the AT-ATs and I'm sorry I know you kids oh, may call wow. them at ts or AT&T's. whatever but I, I I love those
0: I say that I say at and
4: yeah I I love those um they've been a staple and it, it's it's not just watching them walk around and wondering, oh my God, how can they afford all the damage these things are doing? And how <laughs> it's really bad for the environment, I think. But um, watching them every single time they got shot down, I was like, every single one that got shot down, I was doing an air punch. You know, it's kind of like watching a building get exploded yes. or yes. demolished. Wow. You know, watching them things go down.
2: Sean, I was not expecting this revelation from you.
4: Yes. Oh, no, it's true. And I like that. And I like the part where the itty-bitty yellow squadron ship becomes a, a like... um a battering ram and it's like a tugboat <laughs> and just yeah. rams one star destroyer into the other. Oh yeah, that's kind of that's the kind of shit. Like if I was when I was a kid, yeah, and
2: I had the Star Wars space. That's what I would make them
4: yeah. do.
1: Playing with your toys.
2: That's the scene that made Isaac yeah. soil his pants. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why
0: are you? Are oh, you said uh, that the,
2: at, earlier in the podcast?
0: Yeah, he was grabbing babies and throwing them in the air. So that was
2: the one where he hugged his friend, <laughs> or is he like the cat lady from
1: The Simpsons? <laughs> well, it's, it's just because <laughs> oh,
0: no. um, Sean,
1: it's just because that uh, the Corvette, the Hammerhead Corvette that did that was um, it was oh. featured in the old public video games, which you don't care about. Okay. like that's <laughs> that, that was like a you know a, a wet dream moment for for my friend, and I was like I, I went on board with it. Isaac, I think there was a lot of
3: ships like in the uh, during the um, the Battle of Scarif in the space. You know, with all the different Tie fighters. I was thinking there were some ships in in that that were I can't can't call it specific what games they came on, but like uh, Jedi. Uh, what, was the, what was the name with Kyle Catan? Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Like like some of those ships looked like they were from past video games, or I would not be surprised. Or Rogue Squadron. like I love the Rogue Squadron games that were on the Nintendo... yeah, GameCube. GameCube 64. Yeah. But the, the ships look like it might have been from the games and stuff. And I'm like, that is awesome. I'm not as familiar with, with the games enough to say, yeah, definitely from that game, it's from that part. And, I'm, but, I'm uh, sure there
2: were video game ships. I couldn't tell you which. But then, of course, like Isaac mentioned, there, there's a ship called the Ghost um, from the animated series that had its mm-hmm. first live-action appearance in this movie. I didn't nut for that, but but it, it was it was still there. You no, know, Sean's at that thing. I, I never knew that Sean had this secret, but I love it because um, I love it because oh, what? No. Literally, my first memory as a child. Uh, I actually have two childhood memories from that same time period, but the, the okay, first one was is the it's my okay. first memory sitting on Santa's lap. And he was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I knew exactly what I wanted. It wasn't an air gun. It wasn't an air gun. And I was like, oh, like this is my (laughs) opportunity, Santa. I was like, I want to add, I want to add, and he was like, "What? Huh? Like he had no idea. Oh, an ad at? Oh, he
4: had
1: no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, "Come on, Santa! All terrain armor
0: transport. Come You're on. not yeah. Santa. He was grabbing his beard, looking in his bag. <laughs> Where's that
2: fucking ad at? But it's a hundred percent like the first thing I ran Santa for.
4: I, I asked, I asked for an ad at every Christmas. And eventually, one year, I got the fucking eagle. <laughs> like you got this. Oh, oh, this is great. On. Yeah, that's the story of how Sean became gay. Everybody fits in. The- oh, uh, oh. No, it's when it's when Glenn Close lost the Oscar <laughs> to Cher, and I had a fit oh, okay. for for six months. And my mom was like, "Yeah, gay."
2: Or she's English. She goes takes it up the bum. But well, my um <laughs> my other memory from that same time period, it's one of my early. It's one of my first memories in school, in preschool specifically. I just remember I was in preschool, and I was like walking on all fours on the carpet around the classroom. Um, I mean we were all on the oh carpet, my God. it's not like I was the only person on the carpet, but we were all on the carpet, but i was I would walk around on all fours, oh this sounds horrible, pretending I was an at at and then I would like eventually stop, freeze, and then fall over on my side uh-huh. yeah, yeah, um, so yeah, oh God, it really yeah, I love that I love that at at warms the cockles, yeah.
0: There you go.
4: So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. And I, that's one of my favorite scenes. I think it is my favorite scene from The Empire Strikes Back, uh, which we'll talk about in the future. I mean. Oh, as as a kid, oh, my God, a million percent. Um, and, my, of course, my friend Ken had the Yad at, so I can go to his house and play it. Yama, yeah, are you going to drive me to his house?
2: No, and while we were talking, of course, I had the movie playing earlier, and I saw something I hadn't noticed in my 20 previous viewings. But there's one shot on the Battle of Scarif where we one of the ats has both troop doors open and we can see all the way. Yes. Th- I never saw yeah. that until, no. until like 30 yes. minutes ago. Super cool.
0: Yes, but did you see all of the... Uh... Is it the Rogue Squadron? I can't remember the name of those those fighters that are taken right from uh, Star Wars nineteen seventy
1: seven. Oh, Red Squadron and uh, Red Squadron. Thank you. This is Blue Squad. No, not Blue Squadron. Yeah,
2: you're talking about Blue Squadron, right? Why, why, yeah, why blue, those? blue
3: and blue and gold. There's blue, gold,
2: green. Thank, thank you. Gold. There thank, you go. Thank you. Thank you, there, Steve. I
4: and again, that. the fat guy went down
2: first. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, I oh did. yeah, very much in the theater. Oh yes. No, but there's all this lore behind the Blue Squadron now because of this movie. Um, And going back to the original New Hope, do you guys know about this? So in the original New Hope, um, George Lucas intended for the the, the hero squadron of X fighters, X fighters, X wings with Luke. They were supposed to be Blue Squadron initially, Um, but because they were shooting the special effects on blue screen, they couldn't oh. use the colors, so they switched them to Red Squadron, or Rogue Squadron. So when they made this movie, because now they have green screen, imagine that. They were like, as an homage to the lost Blue Squadron of A New Hope, they made it part of the story that this is why we don't see Blue Squadron in New Hope, because they were all lost in the Battle of Scarif. And and furthermore, Feloni has taken this.
0: Oh no. Of course he has.
2: And... So now, Blue Squadron has returned for the first time. If you if you're up to date with Mandalorian, they have made a reappearance and they are back.
1: Wait is is <laughs> he a part of that? By the way, is he is he one of the leaders? No, let's not let's move away. Oh, from this. Okay. Um. So yeah, I thought there was an Emporium on that. Well,
4: I'm sorry. emporium.
3: <laughs> <laughs> certainly an Emporium. <laughs> Talking about things that that kind of. Like reference older films, older Star Wars films. Did you catch that uh, Red 5 was in this and he died? Yes. Which opens up for yeah. Luke to become Red 5 in the New Hope?
2: Yes. Oh, very good, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they used outtakes of original New Hope footage of interstitials of the fighters in their cockpits. I, I have no idea what you just yeah. said. They I... took footage that was shot in <laughs> 1976 or whatever. <laughs> for a new hope of pilots, you know, crashing and making crosstalk, and they reuse them in this movie. No.
4: I kind of knew. I kind of knew what you meant, and I was kind of joshing you, because I know you're taking it really, really
0: serious. Oh, but thank you, Steve, for getting back to that, because I was going to also ask.
3: I had to reel you guys back in. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, all over the place. It's just...
0: Yes. We touched on it a tiny bit, but how do we feel about seeing those guys from the original Star Wars on uh, Jeddah? When For some reason, they're on that planet seconds before it gets destroyed. And they're like, hey, watch where you're going. Uh. City gets destroyed, not the entire planet. They're,
1: they're, they're, they are want a... Uh, city. Yeah, city. Not, they don't want a manifesto.
4: Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. But why does it not destroy the entire planet? Do they just put it on city mode, and then it will just destroy a city? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: I think this is the test. City mode? Yeah. Killing uh, uh, Saw guerrero mode.
4: <laughs> well... You know, okay, him, whatever, but <laughs> the the scene is really good, um, and uh-huh. you it really. If when I was a kid and I would be watching Star Trek when they destroy Alderon, Star Trek, which by the way, Jimmy I Smiths, I don't like, remember that scene in Star Trek, but go on. You mean Vulcan?
0: I remember it. I remember it.
3: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you guys! Just let me. Just let me talk. That when, is, is, is that when Doctor Spock?
0: Uh, was on the scene and uh... I'm sorry, Sean. We're all drunk. I'm not drunk, Isaac. Um, and Eric and Eric. So when they destroyed
4: Alderaan in the in the first in the first Star Wars 77, as Caleb was called it, I like that. Um, it was like as a kid, as a kid, at least like, oh my god, that's so sad. It's and by the way, Jimmy mm-hmm. Smits was on that planet. So yep, RIP, brother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I actually literally thought that. As he was like, well, I have to go back to Alderaan. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be dead in just a few days, I think. I don't know how long she was in that prison, which was a terrible prison. But when they destroy that city, the city, as you mentioned, Caleb, we've got uh, Dr. whatever his name is. Cornelius Walrus. Walrus Man.
2: Cornelius Evans and, and Ponda Baba. That's his name? Okay. Sure. Festival go face as, as you called him earlier. Ponda so. Baba?
0: Oh, Ponda Baba. That's
4: right. Well, I'm just going to say the action figure was Walrus Man, so I'm sorry.
0: There you go. That
4: was Ponda Baba. That was the 70s. They, they do names now. They had Yak Face. They had... What else? Hammerhead, <laughs> hammerhead, ugly, <laughs> ugly bitch, <laughs> ugly bitch. Wait, which one was that one? <laughs> Butt
0: face. But did you guys like seeing those two? I will again? answer
2: because because no
0: one will answer this question, and I have my. Answer. There you go. There Thank you. you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I like I like it in the words from uh, Damon Wayne's in in uh, in the nineties in Living Color. Oh, here we go. Hated it. Loved it. (laughs) Z-Formation. Thank you. You saw. You saw. But no, I hated it, truly, honestly. I am
0: gay. (laughs) Honestly, I hate it. I did, too.
2: That is one of the few missteps that mars this great movie for me uh, because, Hmm. ugh. See, that's something that Star Wars and many other things besides Star Wars do way too much, especially when they do, like, a prequel. Um, They have to do those self-referential moments. And you know, prequels did it a lot, um, and solo did it here and there. And it, it, why? Why?
4: I you know what? You know what? I I don't mind it at all because you know what? It's ten seconds of screen. No, that's time. fine. Yeah, like if, if, if you're fair. gonna donate, uh, you know, something like that, just make it ten seconds. Don't turn it into a whole subplot. Oh, so, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. depending on how you did the subplot, I was gonna say that would be the better version because then there was a reason for them to be there, uh, other than just to make a cameo. Um, so, but no, no, it's fine though. Like, I'm totally cool if other people like it, and I get it because it's supposed to be like fan service, I guess. Weird fan fan service, but um, yes, but it's. It's what i don't like in prequels and especially star wars adjacent material in general and and it, it feels out of place especially with the vision of this movie which is carried on into the other thing we can't talk about um this this is a weird misstep because there's an emporium on it <laughs> no it's not this emporium <laughs> but that's what makes other parts of the, of the andor casting andor Rogue One's story is so much more interesting is that they usually keep well away from those types of things. But I understand for those who like it.
0: Yeah, Isaac, just because I haven't heard from you in a while, did you like that that little bit there? or uh, Them just showing
1: up. I mean, you know, it's for those to jack off to, so I assume... <laughs> <you
5: know>. Oh! <laughs> well. <laughs> but, um,
1: Maybe I missed that part of the theater. Here's, here's what I actually... Well here's here's I gotta ask you and Eric something. Did you like Godzilla's cameo? Uh oh. Oh that's a loaded question. Huh? See, he gotcha. He so gotcha. when Godzilla. Uh, when Baze and Chirrut are on the beach and it's like the beginning, it's right before the addicts show up, we get that like scene of smoke and then the Attic comes in. Did you not real? did you not see the resemblance to Godzilla and his face? Mm-hmm. No, no. No. Okay. I well, that. That's 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 what I oh. thought.
2: I have to I have to watch it, but in, in the movie in which we will not speak of, um, Star Wars, uh, there is Yet. the, I don't know what they're called, but there's the AT, at <laughs> variation that has like the, the King Kong head.
0: Oh, let's stay away from that until later. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I
2: certainly, I certainly don't even ever want to talk about it ever again, actually. There
1: is one big thing that we do have to talk about, Caleb, um, but I'll let you, you know, discuss your thing for unless it's the same thing.
0: It's it's short, I, I just wanted to mention because... Sean mentioned like oh you know how can I complain about 10 seconds of screen time I did want to say one thing that's bothered me since the theater with this movie was I never understood how a Star Destroyer was just hovering above the Jetta City I was like how is that giant ship just sitting there <laughs> in the atmosphere that bothers me big time
4: That, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that
1: it. because it actually makes me question why they didn't do that in episode 5 oh <laughs> so five. what do you mean for that well, remember when they, like, found the Rebel base on Hoth? Like, why didn't they just, oh. like, come down and start blasting everybody instead of, like, um, putting out attacks? ats That's a good point. I I literally
2: um, looked at a, um, a discussion on Facebook today on this exact subject. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting.
4: Oh, everybody sit back, grab a
2: drink. Grab yeah. No, 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 there's not a lot to it. But people were definitely arguing about it because it started off with why is it even happening? Um it said it in the movie why it's happening. But beyond that, I also thought it was a bit weird and it was hard for me to wrap my brain around it when I was watching the movie initially. Um, but someone in that discussion pointed out that it had already been done before in Star Wars prior to this movie. Um, well, not exactly the same, but mm. um, the, uh, the Republic ships in, um, in both, well, in Attack of the Clones, oh. we see them take off um, from ground. Um, they're not hovering, like, stationary, but we do see them take off from ground. That's true. Um, and then it's implied by them being on the ground, uh, in Sith as well. So, so there is precedent. Um, and they've done it countless other places since Rogue One in Star Wars, because uh, now it's been
1: done
0: plenty. Oh, but Isaac, Isaac, you're going somewhere and I, yeah, I jumped ahead of you. We're going to talk about the recon. Not only the retcon, the thing
1: that has plagued uh, 77 for years that people have criticized to death about. The wow. whole reason that this movie may or may not ex- like the reason to exist, to cover up uh, you know, a small flaw that... I mean, if we talk about it next movie, I think it's just so minor that we don't need to think about it. But the yeah. biggest flaw that is this movie, which is the fact that Galen Erso... Put in the Death Star itself, the chain reaction, the process that would set off the entire Death Star that would blow up, the very small three-meter hole that would lead to the reactor and blow it all up. <laughs> I hate that problem. Wait, what's the problem? Actually, hes I,
4: I agree with Eric. I don't think there is a problem with that. Hmm. Um, he felt guilty about his project. He was doing Oppenheimer, so he's like, okay, I'm going to put something in here and it's it's you know so the good guys the rebels will know how to destroy this machine this monster of a machine and so uh, um, that's the is that the answer to your question
2: <laughs> well i'm not exactly sure what the question is yeah i i know I, of course i know what we're talking about but is the question do we like the resolution or is it controversial or did we need the Answer to the question?
1: Any of those? Any of those? Do you? Do you? Do you all feel? Do you all feel satisfied over the fact that you finally have an answer to a plot hole? Oh yeah, yeah.
4: No, no, no. Oh, absolutely yes. I think it's really cool. It's not something that I had my fingers crossed or whatever. Because mm. really,
5: mm-hmm. you
4: know. But I, I, I like that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the fact that this uh, movie ends about um, five minutes before uh, Star Wars 77 begins. I, I think that's pretty classy. And I understand the, the point of, you know, Vader going in there with his you know, lightsaber and deflecting bullets. Um, but it, it, I, it was cool, and that's now the first one began.
0: I'm curious what Steve has to say about this question that Isaac was asking.
2: Uh, I mean,
3: I... I think it all stems back to how we're going to make a two-hour film based off of a, a quick reference and a scrolling, you know, a, a, pre, a pre-movie a scroll. Um,
5: mm.
3: and, and, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about, randomly, when I moves from one thing to the other, I was thinking of like when they were making the movie uh, Cat in the Hat from Universal with Mike Myers. Oh, I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck are they going to make that into a two-hour film? But you know what? Oh, wait, God. wait.
4: Pause. Do you ever have these moments in your life where like I just need to pause this and think about what he's going to say next, and see if I can <laughs> break t- predict it, break it down? Yeah, <laughs> me
0: too. Oh, but keep going, keep going. Steve. But
3: no, I, I didn't. I, I, I never really thought of it as a plot hole with the the Death Star having a, a wait. No, sir, plot.
4: sir.
0: Cat in a hat. What,
4: what's the cat in a hat got to do with
3: it? Well, no, like how do you make a fucking two hour film out of that little oh. children's
1: book? Yeah,
4: a tiny little.
3: That's like yeah. 10, 10, 15 pages. They did it, and they filled it in with a whole, a whole bunch of shit, a whole, a bunch of sh- nonsense and shit, and which was an absolutely horrible film. I think that was the decline of Mike Myers, which we can go into now if you want. But
0: yes, very much so. Yeah, potentially destroyed his career.
1: Uh, I'm gonna put a pin on that, and I'd rather you like ask answer the question, please, sir. Yes, <laughs> sorry,
0: <laughs> it's the booze talking. Of course, let me just pour some more to help me talk straight. I'm not
3: drinking. What are you talking about? No, I didn't really. I didn't really felt like there was like a, a huge plot hole that needed to be filled. Found um, sounded sexual for some reason, uh, so oh, no. I was fine with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and 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 I I feel mostly the same. Like I'm fine with it. I think it's if they want to put that in there, that's that's okay. It did, and and I usually am not affected by this stuff, but it did bother me a little bit to see a lot of people being out there like, oh, they finally fixed this plot hole from the original trilogy. It's kinda of like, was it really a plot hole? Yeah, I feel like it's a straw
2: man setup.
0: Yeah, like it it wasn't a big deal to begin with. I I don't know if we need to make such a, a thing out of them doing this here, but
2: Well, I felt like the
3: biggest the bigger plot hole for me was in this film when Bale when Mon Mothma and Bale were talking, you know, the, the, the Battle of Scareth had was going on. It was something that they didn't approve of at the, at the beginning. Hmm. And they're talking about, oh, shit, we better send some people over to help them, to assist them. And uh, Mon Mothma says, do you still have your Jedi friend? And he goes, yes, but I haven't spoken to him since oh, the Clone yes. Wars. Yeah. And I thought immediately to the Obi-Wan series, which I know only three <laughs> of the five people have watched on this podcast. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, again, made Obi-Wan make no sense as, as the
2: series. Interesting. Wait. Wait, what do you mean, didn't make made Jin or Gin not make sense? Well, I mean, just because cause, cause, cause,
3: um, Bill Argana, when he says, I have, what would, my do you still have your Jedi friend? And he goes, yes, I haven't talked to him since the Clone Wars, or I haven't oh. asked for mm-hmm. his help since the Clone Wars, which was in a line with the Star Wars mythos at that time. Yes, But now after the Obi-Wan, the series has come out, we know
4: that's, bullshit well
2: yeah i just wonder why you said jen or yin i
4: i uh but what if they they were like okay well i've got obi-wan right here you know and they put obi-wan in there for like 10 minutes for some stupid shit you know Uh would that kind of like irritate y'all yes very much (laughs) so yeah extremely
2: much so very much um no i i know what steve's talking about and i get it but it, for me, it's a simple fact of even though those things quote-unquote happened in the Kenobi series, um, he's just... He, he, there's no reason for him to bring that up. He's still keeping it on the down low. Uh-huh. I think it was also established in the series. It's not something he would speak of, even though I understand it's my Mothma. But it's just like, nah, nah like, I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen.
1: Press X to doubt.
0: Yeah, And I will say, uh, I remember when this... When this film came out, because before this, people were kind of like, okay, like, is Disney going to ignore the prequels? Did that really happen? So then bringing back Bail Organa and the same actress who played Ma Mothma in at uh, least the Lisa deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith, that kind of sealed the deal that, okay, this new Disney era is going to fall along with the, the prequel continuity. Yes. I remember that was a big talking point as well at this time.
2: Totally loved that, especially, yeah, using those same the actor and actress. Um, I know nobody wanted to know what I had to say about the uh, the supposed um, plot hole controversy in The New Hope. And, and while I largely wow. agree with Caleb, like, it, yeah, it was never that much of an issue for me, um, before this movie ever came out. I very much do appreciate, though, you know, hearing this backstory. So, so I love it, even though I didn't have a, a hole to fill. But, um, something else I like about this movie or, or what it does fill is that. You know, this is kind of how I always thought the prequels were going to go um, when we were going through the prequels as they were being released. Um, I always thought episode three, whatever it would be before I saw it, I always thought that it would lead into almost nearly, like, the starting point of episode four or Star Wars 77. I'm not saying that they would have this heist and, and all these characters. and I'm not saying that at all. It, just as far as, like, the time flow or the time frame... I always thought that it would flow like more closely too. So the fact that we had something that filled that space that I always felt was missing,
0: that's not the plot hole, but that's the gap that I was so glad to have. Built. So yeah, I guess we're coming around to the end. Do you guys feel like you have any more little straggling bits that you want to say before we get to final thoughts? I just thought of something. Sure. I can hear all of your eyes rolling. But anyway, hey, not mine. Uh,
4: somebody <laughs> mentioned Seven Samurai earlier. It's probably Eric a long time ago. Early Galaxy Far Far Away. Yeah, Eric. Eric, <laughs> uh, I never liked that movie because uh, it's a long story. But get
0: if out I, of this podcast. No, I'm just <laughs>
4: That spawns uh, the Magnificent Seven, and you know westerns it it's dawning on me watching this and i think somebody mentioned it and it would be it would be eric yes. that this has a very very I, i'm not going to say aesthetic but like a very very western theme
5: mm-hmm.
4: um because there's there's a lot of they're all mostly older movies i can't think of a newer movie that actually does this where they just kill every, everybody off um, i don't think they do it in the magnificent 7 but If you look at shit like um, Bonnie and Clyde, I shouldn't say shit, it's not shit, Bonnie and Clyde, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, uh,
0: I did mention uh, at the start, yeah, Young Guns and Magnificent Seven.
4: Yes, yes, that's right. This is just in line with that. Like, you could fucking just take this movie and make everybody a cowboy or a gung you know, with all their own special talents, change the stormtroopers to like, I don't know, union soldiers or something like they did in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. And you'd have a, you'd have a Western. Uh, I don't know if you made it in 1959, if it would be marketed well or <laughs> make a lot of money. But when you think about it, this is, this is what it's all like. Uh, so I don't know. That's yeah. all I got to say. Do we rate this or something now?
0: Yeah, I I at least have something more I want to say before we get to rating, but but anyone okay. else anyone else have anything to say?
2: Oh no, I just want to, yeah. Obviously, it has that '70s feel and what which that '70s trope that was super common, which I like because it adds to the '70s aesthetic and the characters that they have, especially the rebels like in the ready or the whatever that area is, um, and and like the commander of the uh, blue squadron who to me looks like a '70s version of Daniel Craig. Um, like with all the yeah, sideburns and everything, I love all that stuff. I love how they yeah. accurately created the time. That was oh. one of the, my biggest things I enjoyed about this movie initially. I like that too. Initially, yeah, the
3: seventies, the seventies mustaches. I loved the, the yes. moustache. It was great.
4: I just found out yesterday that Gary Oldman played Harry S. Truman. Or oh yeah, yeah. I, I recognized him in the movie. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, you should continue. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll say at least for my final point, then you guys, if you have anything else. Uh, This is kind of a stupid point, too. Um, But I thought it was interesting that, uh, being a follower of Gareth Edwards' career, that he pulled the same bullshit trick that he pulled in Godzilla 2014 with this lead as well. Where in the middle of a big uh, action piece, we just throw in a kid that our lead has to save. to be like, oh, look how good our lead is. She just saved that little child. Oh,
4: yeah, I didn't like... Yeah, I'm pressing the... Monty Burns button right now.
0: Yeah, did not like yeah, I that. Just, I think that's a cheap move. Yeah, you, you don't need to do that. What, what kid are you talking about?
3: What kid are you talking about? Uh,
0: it's on Jetta when uh, Cassie and Andor is like, oh, things are about to explode. And then a big fight breaks out and we see this crying kid.
3: Oh, yeah. And yeah. Jin
0: jumps over and saves her. It's only a few moments of screen time. Yeah. It wouldn't have stood out as much if he didn't just do the exact same thing in uh, Godzilla 2014, two years earlier. And
4: Yeah, and and she's Asian, too. And you know, Steve, I,
0: I get enough of that here at the house. And he was also an Asian kid in Godzilla 2014, by the way, <laughs> just to continue the trope.
2: <laughs> I didn't remember you know, the scene from Godzilla 2014, so perhaps that's why I was less affected. Maybe I would have had more thoughts if I recalled it like you did. Um, but what I was more focused in that scene in the moment uh, was not the kid. I was just thinking, when I was first watching, I was like, oh, this is like... <laughs> this is it was giving it was reminding me of like black hawk down or something just the the scene in general so i was i was kind of more into it for that reason
0: that's fair oh but anyone else have anything before we jump into the last uh final thoughts section
1: well i i agree with what eric was saying and i guess what all you guys are saying about how this film is the most like closer to uh accuracy when it comes to era there's still a mm. bit of few. There's a few things that I'm just like, nah, it's that's 2016, or like that's that's new tens. Uh, I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to accept that. But who cares? Um, this <laughs> movie's a tech demo. Uh, this is like oh, yeah. a, and, and especially like not I'm just so just I'm sorry. Me, it's it's what a technological demo uh, okay. for you know computers. Um, okay. This actually. I, I could see this actually being Lucas's favorite film out of the Disney era, I think it is. because yeah, because given like you know his perchance to you know loving cameras, uh, cameras and uh, all the stuff he did with the original Star Wars films, and how you know the, the closer he got, uh, I guess to six, the more he got you know effects heavy, and so this is like you know this is a this is a throw this this is like. Um, Get, trying to get George Lucas's blessing, and I guess in the name of George himself for effects, because uh, I think everything feels very tactile. Everything feels uh, yeah. not like it's CGI. It's it's very. I, I love especially with the. I know this is my third time saying it, but with the Hammerhead Corvette, um, I love how when it impacts with the Star Destroyer, it feels like it actually impacted with it. Like it feels like the models interacted uh, physically, and. Uh, especially how, especially when when Vader's flagship Star Destroyer, Star Destroyer, excuse me, comes out of hyperspace and you know smashes into people who are about to jump into hyperspace, huh. retroactively this movie craps a bit, or at least you know kind of makes the Last Jedi look kind of hilarious, uh, oh, wow. given the space cut and then the fact that we dis- you know disable Star Destroyers without having to do a space cut uh, or these space cut excuse me, with hyperspace or light speed, excuse me. Uh, I don't very, know what he's talking very, about. Very, we'll, we'll get this, there. We'll yeah, get you know. oh well, yeah. Okay. not go into detail.
0: Um, <laughs> I will
5: go into detail.
1: Sorry. So, even even though uh, everybody hates, um, and I understand why, everybody hates um, uh, deep fakes and and face replacement uh, for the fact that you know computers will soon you know uh, create all of our art for us and or will create all our, our movies for us. Um, it was still, you know, at the time, yeah, a demo for just, like, look at what we could do with faces. Um, so that's, that, that was that was just something interesting about the film. And uh, I also remembered, Caleb, my uh, other complaint, uh, my other worst thing, and that is the hand-to-hand fight scenes. Uh, hmm. I mm-hmm. was not a fan yes. of them, uh, especially some of the uh, depictions of Stormtroopers, once again, making them look like complete and utter other word for slow people. Um, because oh, no. e- every wow. time, God. I agree. Oh, Almost wow. worse when you say it like that. Yes. Well, I it's okay. I could say that. Um. So it's like, uh... um, e- every time like a stormtrooper, uh, one of their buddies gets hit, they take two seconds to react and they don't shoot immediately. I I I'll just say that I cannot wait for when we get to you know originals where sure six there's I'm not going to be an apologist for six but at least four they felt pretty imposing, I'll say that. They at least tried to feel, mm-hmm. you know, a little more imposing. Um, but this is, like, the fact that I had this complaint back in 2016, I have it still now, I, I do not accept the fact that Shir Inui's, like, stick uh, oh. would, would do anything right. to those stormtroopers yeah. wearing armor, and especially when he kicks sand or like dust into <laughs> the stormtrooper, yeah. he's like, oh, my eyes, <laughs> as he wears yes. a helmet. I'm like, and then again, faux... Fo- faux action girl Jin, like, I'm not saying she can't fight for herself, but she, she brings out her baton, her to- tofa, excuse me, and then disables them all, and it's not even electri- le- electrified. I'm like, yeah. what gives? Like, And she just takes them all down like that. I'm like what the flip again just like giving into the fact like how like b-a-s-s or b-a-d-a-s-s like this character is and like what you're full of crap fat like ass. what the flip oh fat ass. okay what the flip <laughs> so, so yeah
4: I, isaac doesn't want to demonetize
1: the uh
0: there part. you go he doesn't want to say any fucking even though first i said or... like one of, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> or whatever yeah just the i i, I enjoyed the uh space battles uh any anything with like starfighters uh going at each other i was like yes. no this is good they they have a handle on that that's that's really good yes and some of the like uh at the end and on the beach uh when they were fighting that was yeah i think that was all right that was this pretty uh accurate we're probably going to see that caleb in the creator next month mm-hmm. i feel like Evans yeah. is going to tap into a lot of what he learned from if, if mm-hmm. he learned anything but anything <laughs> he got from uh rogue one and did everybody like the cameo? By the way, of was it either Gareth Evans or, or Edward? Excuse me, or was it Ryan Johnson? I forget. Is
0: Johnson in this? Because I know Edward. No, 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 no,
1: no. That that's another movie. That's a future movie. Yeah. So okay, was okay. Edwin Edwards? That was the one that pulled the trigger to launch the Tanton Four. Okay, that's that's what it was. Got it. Uh, or maybe it was. It Wasn't
2: Tantan Four? It wasn't Tantan Four. Wasn't. No, no. It was. It was Gareth Edwards. In the Star Wars movie, we won't
1: talk about. Yeah. No, Last no. no. Oh wait, no, you don't know this. No, Brian Johnson was the one that launched the Tanton four out of the um, the cruiser they were in.
0: Oh, I'm fast-forwarding that scene right now. Yeah.
5: Okay. Okay. This
3: is news. Yeah, it was like a it was like a trade-off. One was in the other film. Oh my yeah,
0: gosh. because they were both
1: like because they were both being like you know developed around. I think it's. I think that's correct. I'm pretty sure. It, maybe it was Edwards, but I thought it was Johnson who like had his cameo in that.
0: I'm fast forwarding that right now. I've not, I've never seen that. But I you have to slow it down. It's it's like Mills. I just remember
1: reading somewhere that oh, somewhere.
2: he is in the movie, but we don't see his face. Okay, I was right because
1: okay. he's he's in he's in he's in Death Trooper gear. Oh yes, oh, maybe it is Edwards that like launches the 4 Anyway, uh, okay. Final thoughts go.
0: Yeah, starting with you. Sean. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. oh. Go ahead.
2: Hold on. on, on what Isaac just said. Um, oh crap! What did Isaac just say?
1: Right, the hand-to-hand fight scenes being utter crap.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I was okay with the hand-to-hand fight scenes. Your your criticisms are valid though, because they are most of them are true, and it, you know it's kind of like the other fight scene in the movie we won't talk about which like looks cool, but, but when you break it down, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're referring to. I'll it. give it a pass on Rogue One because I, I love the movie.
1: I don't accept her pass. The
2: other thing about George <laughs> Lucas's appreciation, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's widely believed that it's his favorite movie of Disney, and part of the reason why it's widely believed is because Gareth Edwards had said at one point that um, during one of the, like, the pre-screenings or whatever when George Lucas attended – and after the movie, George Lucas, you know, personally went up to him and, like, gave him all this, like, positive feedback. So Gareth Edwards was had said that, you know, so, like, no matter what happened with the movie or how it was received, it was, like, it was, like, one of the greatest moments of his life.
1: I bet it was. Like, to
2: get that validation from George Lucas. Until a later report when George Lucas said, actually, the Scarif stuff and the Darth Vader scene were my absolute favorite parts of the movie. Oh,
0: my God. And then
2: Gareth Edwards, Darn it. I, I just made that up. I just made it. Okay. that. Okay, good. That last part's not true.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say uh, maybe George loved it because it had less white slavers on screen. Probably.
2: <laughs> no, the
0: first part was true. The
2: part about the scarabs—that was I made
1: that. Thank goodness.
0: But uh, yeah, let's wind it down to final thoughts. Uh, starting with you, Sean. What do you got to say for your last? Uh, yeah, last bit here. <laughs>
4: Uh, I love this movie. I think it's great. As I said at the beginning, it's the, it's the best Star Wars movie I have seen since The Force Awakens. Um, I'm, not, I'm not counting TV shows oh, because it's kind of a different thing for me, um, even though uh, the stuff that I've seen is great. Um, I was really surprised because I didn't want to watch this movie. Um, like I said, I, I owned it on Blu-ray for like, I don't know how many years, probably like five years. And it's just been sitting there with plastic wrap on, so I put it in for this. Oh. And like 15 minutes in, I'm invested. Okay, nice. I'm fucking in with this. And, and But caveat, it's interesting when you talk about like when you see it on repeated viewings, how do you think? I came in knowing that they're all going to die. Uh, because there's been memes and shit and Facebook and kind of reveals it. I think you may have posted some of them, Eric. But um, <laughs> uh, probably, probably very good, really good sci-fi opera. Uh, I I love all the characters, even though I don't know them that well. And uh, whoever said that those characters didn't grow or anything. On you, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who you were, but you no, know, for me, it's like, geez, I want to go look up their Wikipedia pages, even
1: Wikipedia pages, which is what Wikipedia. Wikipedia. it'd be more interesting than yeah. this movie's character arc, which is what uh, Felicity Jones did. She actually looked up like she did some research on Wikipedia to like get She's into like, the who role. Who am I? I <laughs> oh, no, just guess to like, you know, do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, what was this role I played exactly?
4: Uh, but overall a uh, great movie i just want to uh, shout out to um you know the two guys that work in the tunnel that the death star laser comes out of yep. we've seen oh, them yeah. in star wars 77 and it's like this this place has everything it's got like shields for this she has, so when you work that job though you've got a hunker you've got a duck and cover whenever they're gonna that's a place to
1: them. hover <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. Crazy.
2: You know, having having been in a real M1 Abrams tank, that is exactly what it's like to be inside the tank when it's doing its thing. If you're the loader, it's it's, it's like basically the exact same job. You just duck and cover. You literally duck yeah, and but... cover inside the the tank when it gets when, okay. it, when it gets when they uh, fire it. Um, you literally just sit in a tiny little okay. chair and duck and cover. Okay,
4: Eric, I totally believe you. I just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's all.
0: It's one of the people inside the tank. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Sean, I, I appreciate that you enjoy the movie so much. But I wish you hadn't said it out loud because Eric was clapping. <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't want that on here. We want um, to... Sean.
1: <laughs> if I if I may ask, uh, would you would you watch this movie again? Would you recommend it to other people who have yet to see it?
4: Yes, oh. absolutely. Um, like if somebody's going to say, I, I worked with this guy one time. Uh, I've never seen a single Star Wars movie, and it was like a like a pride thing. Like, I, I think I might go. get it because I'm like that with Marvel. Oh, that's where I'm going. You have your reasons, but uh, uh okay. but I, yeah, absolutely, yeah, no problem. Except for my mom, I'm done recommending. Wow, well, shit. Let's <laughs> yeah, swear.
0: let's not go there.
2: No, the it's reason I screeched good. was because. Sean stepped on what I was going to say, which was uh, the part of the reason I was clapping was not just because he liked the movie. But in my mind, I was like, well, then there is hope. If we hand selected like a, a specific MCU movie, I could imagine the same thing possibly happening with Sean going like, I don't want to watch
1: this. Okay. All right. Don't. OK. All right. Let's let's relax. Your hopes up Like what well, was baby steps? Um, I have one more question for you, Sean. Sorry. Just one more thing. Yes go to 11. Would you be interested <laughs> uh, I know you don't have more, but if somebody were to lend it to you. Interesting. Would you if if, if I know Caleb knows exactly what I'm going to ask uh, would you be interested uh, just by yourself not for any reason watching uh, the prequel series I can't believe what I'm saying it's a prequel to this you know that is a prequel. Uh, the prequel series Andor. Yeah oh, 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 I would watch that.
4: I mean if you guys want. Alright we're in boys we're doing it. Podcast about it.
2: Well, like, don't even spoil my Christmas present for for Sean because I'll, I'll buy. They there's no official Blu-ray copy, but they have really good ones facsimiles on uh, on no. eBay. And I'm, no, no, please, no, please no, they're create. legit. They're legit. Uh, they have like legitimate looking artwork and everything. And I'll, I'll send Sean a copy of the the Blu-ray so he can watch it.
4: It. I, I, feel, I feel. I feel now like I, I won't even watch a movie or a show unless it's for a
2: a, a podcast. Hey, it's worth it to me. We're gonna we're gonna do a progneg on the whole MCU series, and, and you're gonna be there.
0: And we still got Andor booked. We're just we have to wait for the right time okay. around when season two gets released. We're gonna do it.
2: Okay, so I will watch.
4: I will watch Andor. Um, I'll make sure that we get Disney again. No one else needs to know about this. Don't tell anybody.
2: Yeah, the analogy I'll make on Andor compared to this for you, Sean, is like this is watching. Like porn out of Japan with all the digitization. Oh like, my
0: god! Oh my god!
2: <laughs> covering everything, and and Andor is like the real deal. Like no digitized okay. anything.
0: Let's, no, uh...
2: Eric, the, the
4: real deal is porn without the all the pixelation. That's
2: what I'm saying. That's what the
1: prequel if series I, is. But
4: no, it's not the same thing. Because if I want to watch porn, I'm not going to turn on Rogue One. I'm gonna turn on okay. something and my
1: what, you didn't like the Borgullet? What the heck?
0: Let let's uh just, just in it! terms of uh just in terms of limited time here, let's let's pass the mic over to Steve. Uh what what are your final thoughts for this this feature film called Rogue One, a Star Wars story? So we're not talking about porn anymore? Um, you can yeah, if he, you want to. Go go
4: he, he brings up porn Pornhub every chance he I gets do not on I our on not. our chest. I make it a
3: point not to bring it up, and you keep it's
0: saying disgusting. that. I mean, what's your What's your final thoughts on your favorite Pornhub entries? Uh, <laughs> oh wait, we're, we're I'm lost.
4: <laughs> exactly, Muff Tarkin and Angela Lansbury.
0: Oh my God! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where are those deep fakes? Um.
0: The hidden footage of Peter Cushing and Angela 10 Asbury. out of 10.
3: No, oh, we're talking about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny. The first time I watched it, I was kind of bored with it because I couldn't relate to the characters. Uh, so I, I didn't rate it very highly, and I didn't quite understand everybody who did. And I thought, oh, Solo. I like Solo. That was well done. Uh, obviously didn't. Uh, uh, force. Awakens was it too bad, but the subsequent
4: films were trash. Hold on, everybody! I, I have to do this mm-hmm. sometimes. It's the Force Awakens, oh, yeah. not a Force Whatever. Awakens. Okay. I'll... No, it's Force Awakens. Anyway. <laughs> well that's me every morning. There you go. <laughs> but,
0: but Steve, go ahead. That's go me ahead. every
3: morning. So uh, I think after watching um, the Andor series, uh, I like this movie a lot more. As a matter of fact, it's mm. it's replaced my favorite Disney Star Wars. There is a difference. Um, so, to me, <laughs> Rogue One is my favorite Disney Star Wars film moving forward. I, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I Cassian didn't really have uh, that much in it, but I was more invested in this story now because of the series. It's almost as if I wish they would have released the series first before they released yeah, the movie.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah. Um, But I enjoyed it. I already talked about my praises, or had my praises with K2SO. Um, It's weird, though, that finding out just in this conversation tonight that Gareth Edwards was responsible for for kind of the first half, but the second half he wasn't. Did someone bring that up?
0: The third. Yeah, just mainly the climax. Yeah, pretty much
3: everything's Scarif. So, yeah, yeah, and to me that's the best part of the film.
0: Oh, interesting! <laughs> I, it
3: felt like it felt like if you guys have ever played the Battlefront games, like that was the Battlefront mm. the movie to me. I I I, I,
2: mean, I can see that.
3: Yeah, and it was great. I love the the battle scenes. I I I uh, got some Tropic Thunder feels from sure. the, uh, the scenes where they're flying around. <laughs> um, I like the sense of humor uh, that that we we get in this, like the the scene where who the blind monk is. I can't think of his name at this point. Sure, anyway. uh, but when they're taking him <laughs> to see Sagarera. Did you just the blind monk The blind monk. He's uh,
0: monk. Oh. Uh, got the boozy ears.
3: And uh, he, they put a bag over his head. He goes, I'm blind, are you serious? Or something like that. Like, it was that kind of humor. It, like Why would they cover his face if he's blind? Um... I I really enjoyed it. I I think I enjoyed it a lot more than the first time I, I viewed it. Uh, I thought the scenes, the shoehorn scenes with Vader, I I really liked. Um, we already talked about mm-hmm. the the kind of the, the,
4: the, mm-hmm.
3: the Oh, sorry, Sean. You you're agreeing
4: with me. No, or? I just I just went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will I will add though. Um, and I'm I'm yeah. going to interrupt you because I felt rude interrupting everybody else, <laughs> but. The uh, Vader scenes, I really thought for a second, it's like, he doesn't sound right. They should bring James there Earl Jones go. back. Lo and behold, it was James yeah. Earl Jones. He's an old man now. yeah, Grandpa. But he sounds younger, I thought. Oh, my God.
0: No way older. Really?
4: I mean. No, he sounded old. Time. Uh, I, I'd have to listen to it again. Okay. Well, well, proceed. I'm sorry, Steve. My apologies. Wait,
0: wait. Was this
2: one? We talked about this before when we were podcasting. I forget. On Obi Wan, the series.
0: Oh, it was in that one. Yeah, with yeah. the computer, computerized voice. Okay, see, when I wasn't
4: were, sure wait, if that point, was. Eric, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Eric. Um Steve, were you podcasting on someone else's podcast without my consent?
1: Can you not do that on our podcast? What?
4: Because we we had this talk we had this talk last year. Uh, you remember? Oh no. no.
0: This was last year. Yeah, we, we we contracted Steve, and he was nervous. Yeah, but we we snuck him in. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I'm just gonna sit
4: back here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge. Anyways, uh, so I like
3: the Vader scenes. I thought it was great. Um, I will admit the last half did, or the last 50 minutes felt like it was rushed and put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it, and I enjoyed it. I, I really, honestly, I thought the first half was kind of slow and boring. Um, I the the scenes. If we can just briefly talk about Andor a little, um, Andor the, the series borrowed a lot from this movie, scene wise. Like when I was watching it, I'm like, oh my god, just the, the scene where they're on Jeddah and they're and there's like a, a like a resurgence, like they're fighting. I forgot what they're looking for—weapons or something—from the stormtroopers and they're and their, in their uh, tank, whatever. But it reminded me of when the uh, the the final, the Marva scene, her funeral scene when there was that battle where there's chaos and people like rebelling against the uh, uh, the Empire oh yeah, but -hmm. there were a lot of scenes no spoilers, yeah, no spoilers, but there were a lot of scenes where it it felt like retreads but in a good way but I I, I agree with with Isaac with the scenes where a hand-to-hand combat with a stormtrooper helmet, like what's the point that doesn't make any sense Hmm. but uh, i i will say this I, I enjoyed the film a lot more than i remember so nice
1: you, you would uh, you would watch it again
3: oh yeah definitely
1: okay uh thank you sir for that uh eric your conclusions for this uh podcast uh not you know for your your final thoughts forever on this film but what are your current <laughs> thoughts uh on this film finally not your final thoughts forever <laughs> I'm going. Oh, it's got a hundred
0: more viewings. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just give me 45 minutes, real quick. Got it. Um.
4: Oh
2: no. No, no but <laughs> here we
4: go. Okay. Does somebody? Does somebody have the spray bottle? Uh, you you had it. Or, I got or, it. or as my dad says to my mom sometimes, is this going to be a long story
2: or what? Who who put the bar gullet in Sean's den? That uh, he just can only speak too much truth at this at this time. But um. No, honestly, though, uh, just one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, that I was surprised it wasn't brought up by somebody else because whenever I speak to normies or people who are not hardcore Star Wars fans or casual viewers, whenever I talk about this movie with them, the thing I always hear, and I see it online too, is they they hate like the beginning or the first half, and in large part because they have no idea where the locations are or what is actually happening in the plot. I've heard that universally amongst casual viewers and hmm. it's hard for me to separate because I'm so entrenched in star Wars. I'm like, no, it made sense to me from the very beginning. But so I just, I'm just going to put it out because I know a lot of people have that opinion. Uh, but anyway, um, and then I like what Steve just said. Um, See again. I, I didn't know we were allowed to talk about the series in any or refer to it, but <laughs> but to but to piggyback on what Steve was saying, I do love the references and I do love how Andor. I mean, Rogue One is enhanced for me now having seen the series because a new thought I had when I was watching it today about the movie was everyone has a lot to say about the opening scene where Andor kind of kills the guy in cold blood. Um, you know when the stormtroopers come. And the, the thought I had that was new for me today was, oh, yeah, because we know what happened last time or that we saw when when Andor was, like, detained um, or interrogated by Stormtroopers when he was just out getting some pisos. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that obviously now- was partly by design to inform on this scene on why Andor acts exactly as he acts. in in this movie and see those are the types of references that i love where it's not really explicit and you have to kind of think about it versus the the doctor and the scrotum face like in Jeddah. um those are the types of things i love to extract out of a movie so that was that was new for me today and my final final thought is um this is one of the two star wars movies that now consistently makes me tear up extremely every single time really? i watch yeah, it I, every single time oh, wow. i'm not i'm not going to go for every
4: single time Eric. I, I, you know i've you know as Just we're once. talking i've watched it 3 times but <laughs> i it you know i said i got a little dusty and there may have been a drop or two. Yeah. Yes, Sean, I was uh, with you, but I, but I wasn't weeping like when no. my mom went to see *Slumdog Millionaire*, and I thought I would have to call, you know, special services to get no, no, her out. No.
2: Sean, I was, I was with you. It, with my initial viewings, it was just kind of dusty. Like I didn't openly weep, but upon further viewings, I weep every single time uh, <laughs> during multiple parts of the latter third, um, and then of course after seeing the. the 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 series it's just intensified even more and so and so that makes this movie very significant Uh, to me
4: sir i'm going i'm gonna call a handicap on you i I, you know oh my god i can't okay you you cry too easily you like you told you told me that you cried at the um star trek musical episode. Oh shit! Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about which, that which, more. Which, by the way, Steve, you got e. to check this out. This e. this this new Star Trek. Thing. I think didn't
2: really. Well, yeah. I don't really. Cry. Oh, I do cry in ET. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, no, I know not ET. I didn't say ET. No, it, I it, Caleb did. I said ET. <laughs> yeah, but the, but here's the thing. Um, yeah, this is something I I've talked about before. It's it's like the older I get, I was never this way. Like prior to the age of thirty, I, I would never get over emotional about almost any movie, but it, it like the older I get, the more prone I am. And, and yeah, and, cause the ET, I never cried when I was a kid. I never cried when I was in my twenties. It only happened for the first time, like five years ago. Um, uncontrollably. Oh,
0: but, uh, yeah, we're we got to start wrapping it up quick. So, uh, any more final thoughts for you, Eric?
2: Oh no, 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 that, no, that was it. It just, it, it's highly significant like, for, for that simple fact, uh, of how like powerfully emotional I find it now.
5: Hmm.
1: Thank you, sir, for that. Um, Caleb, this is this will be your final time watching this film. Uh, I don't I don't know if you had this physically or not. You're going to like throw away your your Blu-ray. Right? Sure, don't. sure um, don't. OK, so you don't have that good. So um, what, do, what do you like? Uh, what are your final th- like what like your last thoughts about this? Because you'll never go to this film again. Um, what, what do you have to say for your final thoughts here? And what do you have to say for any audience members who are going to watch this? Because I know you wouldn't recommend this film to other people. So what would you? No, uh, no, no. Uh, you'd recommend Solo over this. So what? What do you like? What is your caution for these guys to think about? Like, what, what do you have to say? Like, you know, before you before you go into this film, you have to think about this.
0: I'm gonna say if you're gonna watch any Star Wars movies, only watch the original three. All the other ones are, yeah, supplementary, and most of them are not worth it. But This one for a one time watch, is passable enough. You're, I don't. Eric claims that if you watch it, you know, 30 times, you'll finally see the the brilliance of the characters. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll leave that for him to find out. I'm I'm fine only seeing it four times. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful tech demo, like Isaac mentioned. I will say, uh, the first shot that we see of the uh, the Star Destroyer, it looks like a model. I think that's a stunning visual, and there's lots of stunning visuals. But I, these characters, no, I, I just don't feel like there's much there. They feel like they're very poorly drawn, and it, it just ultimately, every time I watch, it, it leaves me disappointed, except for that first time. I loved it on the first viewing. But yeah, no, I, I just... I feel like this is a, a story of lost potential, and if you want to see the real quality work, go watch Andor. That Everything that's good about this movie, that movie, or that TV series, lives up to uh, tenfold, and this movie is just kind of an odd foot, footnote to, yeah, how did the hell How the hell did uh, the producers see something in this casting Andor to produce a series? If anything, this is a, a credit to Tony Gilroy hell yeah. and Kathleen Kennedy no, hell no. for seeing some potential here that I never could have seen, and giving us some of the best Star Wars we've ever gotten, which is Andor.
3: Don't speak that witch's name, please. Oh my god.
0: She produced it. She produced. No matter what you think about her, she produced it. She does. Shit. That's what
2: makes it worse. She, because she she gets to put her name on it. That's what makes it so much worse. She's good at bringing coffee to
3: Lucas and Spielberg. Uh, she is.
0: You guys all said that you like this movie. She produced this movie. Yes, and that's what makes
2: it worse that you bring her up because she gets to.
0: She, she. The majority of what she produced, you guys like. That's what's the weird part. What? <laughs> what? I
3: think she's like the queen of
0: England or the king of England now. I think she's a figurehead. She has, she didn't
2: do shit. Queen of England's or rest in peace is so much better.
0: She's a producer. That's what producers do. That's what producers do.
2: Well, exactly. She had nothing to do with this film. Yeah, that's what
0: executive, what executive
4: it. producers do. I think.
0: If she had produced it, it would have been...
2: I mean, if she actually hands-on produced it, it would have been terrible. The only thing she did was she was
3: like... She did, though. I want a female lead. That's all she did. That's all she had any of it I
0: with. don't... She hired the director, the writers. She did hire them. I mean, that's a fact. No, and
3: she fired <laughs> all the directors and all the writers. She's gone through directors and writers like...
0: She hired the director who was essentially replaced. She also hired Tony Gilroy to come on to... Yeah, replace Gareth Evans. Gareth Edwards. Fuck.
2: Yes, that's but nice. there's plenty of like horrible CEOs who hire great managers. I hate to give the credit to the CEO.
0: Do you guys do you guys like the majority of the stuff produced in the Disney era or, or no. no.
2: Absolutely not. Okay. No, I agree.
3: I, I no.
0: But what's the majority? Three seasons of Mandalorian and or no, this movie. Not, no. No, no first no.
3: season of first season of Mandalorian was good. This solo I liked. That's it
0: force awakens
3: oh and or and or and or the series
2: yes i do yes i do like for, no but largely no and i do i do not give her credit for like the felony star wars stuff especially since that stuff was established before before she came on and that's why i don't give her much credit for mandalorian because again that's like so much more felony and um 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 what's his name
0: who she hired and greenlit to produce the series she did
2: not hire i mean she let filoni stay she hired she let she hired filoni was already working for years on star wars before she
0: hired him that's insane and who greenlit who greenlit for him to continue grandfathered i know And that's nothing that is nothing what's the facts what's emotion the fact is that
2: oh i get credit for hiring someone who was already in it before me what that's what produce that. That's what the role of a producer is. I know, but that's not anything worth any credit. I know that is the role of producer, absolutely, and that diminishes the meaning of the figurehead title producer.
0: That's weird. That's a weird thought.
2: <laughs> it's how is that weird again? How would you if you took over a company? How would you take credit for like their star employee who was employed like twelve years before you got there? How do you take credit? How about Tony Gilroy? Steve, I don't. I don't like the fighting, Steve. That's her one, that's her, like, her one thing, that, and letting, um, what's his name,
0: Uh, Swinger's guy. This
2: this, this is the, the thing I'm talking about.
0: I know. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm poking at this. I just think Eric's response is weird to this. <laughs> no, I'm balanced.
4: No. Bound, no. Both,
2: <laughs> both of you, stop poking the bears.
0: Caleb phrased the question. I know. I am poking the bear. <laughs> Eric, Isaac. No, uh,
2: Caleb phrased the question, and on paper, on paper, if I write it down, and, you know, Balance the ledger. There's no other
4: way. If you
0: think about the fact, well,
2: yeah, but
4: no, you're not going to solve the thing. Now I can. You're your, exactly. Your, your tone. Your tones no, are. I, high. I do want to hear what the. Think I, about I, the fact, I do though, know. Is... I do know that as soon as we like so on sign off of this call, you're not going to hate each other. But please, some of <laughs> us are still kind of high, and just to hear that, it's like,
0: oh my god, my parents are arguing. And then I know I just I think Eric's very emotionally invested in this, and I just think it's funny to poke him. Too.
2: No, no, be, be, I'm only emotionally invested because what is laid out on paper, uh, and that's you know there's no emotion in laying it out for me. It is crystal clear, but I have never heard the rebuttal other than she has the producer title, which is insane.
0: Okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause and press rewind here now. Yeah, let's. Sorry, Steve, <laughs> if we're taking your time here. Isaac, what's your final thoughts to this feature film, Rogue One, a Star Wars story?
1: Thank you for your answer, by the way, Caleb, uh, previously, for your final <laughs> thoughts. I also, just, actually, one one quick thing. Are you excited for uh, the rest of the cast prequels? Are you, re- are you ready for Cheerwit? Are you, or sorry, Inway, excuse me, I forget what uh, Baze's last name is. Uh, Rook, or hey, no, Bodhi, uh... and then Urso? <laughs> Wait.
0: If Kathleen Kennedy is producing, I'll be there. I'm a big fan now. I'm over the moon. I,
4: Isaac, you're you're joking, right?
0: <laughs> I'm joking it's, as well, by the way. <laughs> am
1: I Sean? Am I? <sighs>
0: don't 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 <laughs> you are
1: joking. If well, it's Disney. If they find they have, you know, something that can be milked to, you know, the horse's grave, they're going to do it. So of course they are.
0: I got Kathleen uh tattooed on the back of my neck nice. now. Nice. As, as, take it away Isaac what's your final thoughts as a tramp stamp sweet um, anyways oh well it's, I got something else tattooed there did you know
4: that that, that part of the lady's body right above the butt the, uh, crack and the bottom of the spine it stretches the least so all those all those girls that are getting that tramp stamp as it's called it's going to hold up over time
0: and I'm just saying yeah hey, I'm liking this you talking know. Sean I'm, I'm into this
2: um <laughs> Yeah, I read that under a Snapple uh, bottle cap.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised it's under a Snapple bottle cap. Anyway, uh, so uh, I will not be throwing away or you know donating my copy of Rogue One: A Star Wars Story* uh, to oh. any uh, uh, third-rate or uh, uh, recycling people, not recycling people, beneath thrift thrift shop. Excuse me. Um, inst- no, I'm going to keep this because uh, you know in the end. Uh, I was drinking the milk. I was you know fake crying and be- like believed to actually cry in this movie. I don't have that anymore, but I definitely remember the scenes when I did cry uh, beforehand, but that was just like because you know Disney and you know uh, Star Wars they were they were trying to manipulate me and they did and I was you know mindless drone for that. Um, yeah, Kathleen.
0: She got your, uh, yeah, your well, DNA, and she started manipulating. It was it.
1: also because you know this was released, you know, right after you know Carrie Fisher passed away. So whether those emotions were real mm. or not, I, I, I definitely don't know. So when Princess Coke. did, uh, <laughs> Coke, um, when when she did show up on screen at the end, I, I, do wonder if that was one of the last reshoots they they did decide to do, uh, given her her like recent passing at that point. I have no idea, or if that was always planned. Um, my thoughts, my, my you know, just my final thoughts for this, you know, this, um, this commentary, discuss, or this discussion, excuse me, we had, um, it's a flawed film, but I definitely would be willing to return to this one uh, a bit over Solo. Uh, I'll say, sorry, Caleb. Um, not that Solo is, I think, I think Solo is probably a better film than this. Uh, it's just, I just wish they had the two things. I wish, I wish Solo had all this, like all this technology behind it. Uh, with yes. all that good score, like just yes. like we were like, totally complaining about last yes. time. It's like, oh, I wish, like, you know, uh, Ron Howard had the chance to have this team of uh, animators.
5: Because
1: no, no, yeah. uh, then, <laughs> then we would have had something. That would have been really cool, and Solo would have, like, looked way better. Um, but unfortunately, it was off the coattails, or it, it, it came after Die, I was Jedi. Like, right, Sorry, Rogue One, uh, I'll watch this again and would I recommend it to anybody uh, I you know what no uh, I don't I don't think I will oh um, just because it's another prequel and I know I, I I initially said like is this a heist film or not we didn't really discuss if it's a heist it's kind of a faux heist film it's not anything like it's not oceans eight in space or or whatever it is uh, which is kind of sad it's what you kind of wanted to see but uh could have been like that but anyways no i i would not recommend anybody watch this because i think it is a little bit too much into fan service and as like a normal regular story for like you know a heist film i don't think it would uh hold up to any like standard audience members uh expectations so Mm. i'll uh, for any like normal person uh who's not a star wars fan yeah i would not recommend rogue one uh for
0: them interesting well thank you all for uh joining us for this discussion i think it was mostly a pretty pretty productive and uh enjoyable discussion i apologize eric for my <laughs> kathleen kenny derailment uh, but yeah thank you steve and sean and eric and uh isaac I, I appreciate you hosting there do you wanna do you wanna take us home thank you sir
1: thank you for everybody for joining us from the discussion i appreciate that enough um and hopefully for you listeners uh this was a hopefully an intellectually stimulating conversation if not it was an entertaining one at that's now move on to uh, we end the Disney era briefly we'll put a bookmark there pin in it and we'll come back to it in three films but it's those three films we're now at the top of the hump I'm excited for this stuff now that comes next but uh, I'll leave this off with this are you all ready for the next film in the series known as Rogue 2 a Star Wars Story Till next time peace next time wait peace
4: wait somebody help me help me help me sure go ahead is he joking
0: (laughs) he's joking yes we're we're talking about 77 yes
2: no no it's a meme out there on the internet i see it all the time where people say i didn't want to oh i love the rogue one sequel blah, blah blah and everyone goes what rogue one sequel and then someone has to say it's star wars 77